0: Welcome to Fire Breathing Kittens, a standalone Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate, complete adventure, so you can listen to them in any order. We are joined by Aaron.
1: Hi, I'm Aaron. I am a level 10 voice bard. I'm a triton, so I have blue skin and blue hair. And uh, I walk around in uh, a little kilt made of flowing ocean-colored silks and some golden chains stretched across my chest and not a whole lot else.
0: Nesgrax.
2: Hello, it's me, Neskrax Gosbrouche. Oh man, I've got a bit of a cold this week, so <laughs> you're getting sexy Neskrax voice. <laughs> um, I'm a, uh, a former noble, I'm a dragonborn, I'm a necromancy wizard, level 10 baby, and um, I, uh, I recently spent a year underground when I should have been finishing my sophomore year at Nickemwe Community College, so I'm still a sophomore technically
3: and olive hey everybody olive is a bipedal crocodile i'm a level 10 monk way of the open hand taking my courses by correspondence it's sort of like those avatar the last airbender waterbending scrolls except for how to punch things as a monk and i'm wearing a white jedi style robe with baggy brown pants everyone is
0: sitting in the fire breathing kittens guild hall the guild hall is a large building with a bar, a sitting area with wooden tables and chairs, and a wall with a cork board and job flyers posted. What are you all doing in the guild?
1: Aaron is staring outside of the window.
0: Which window? Are you staring out a front window, back window, side window?
1: Uh, I think I'm imagining that the, the bar area is like the entry point of the guild. So I'm going to say a front window, like out onto the street. Uh, Does he see
0: anything fun out there? Roll a perception check.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Uh, 18.
0: Perfect. You see on the door of the guild hall, a basket, and it is covered in red cloth.
1: Oh, is it raining?
0: It looks like it could rain.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, Aaron has now seen this basket, so he's going to try to sneak past everyone else and go see what's in it.
0: Okay. Uh, well, you... T- um, well, Olive and Nez Greggs roll Perception, I think, to Aaron's sneak, but it's not sneak, it's stealth.
2: 17.
0: 15.
4: 23.
0: No. Oh. <laughs> Aaron is I'm very I'm real good sneaky. at that. <laughs> okay, so you sneak past them and you go out the front door and you are standing above this basket. Um, what do you do?
1: I am going to pick up the basket and move off the step a little ways to the side there um and i'm just gonna crouch down and peek inside
0: okay inside you see a sleeping baby and this baby has um bright pink hearts painted on its face
1: wait like a human baby
0: yeah it's human
1: oh i really thought i was gonna get a puppy okay um (laughs) all right i'm gonna bring it inside and show it to the 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 other the other guys here
0: Okay, so you bring it in. What do you two do with this baby? You're being shown the baby.
3: Hi, Aaron. You want a beer? Welcome to the bar.
0: Hi,
1: Olive. Uh, I got you this. He pushes the basket into her hands.
3: Oh, cool. Oh, is it food? I love food. I open up the red. What? It could be. Aaron, I'm not that kind of crocodile. <laughs>
1: I don't know. It just, uh, it was, it was on the front porch and I, I don't know what to do with this kind of thing. So you, you just seem motherly to me. (laughs) You're always Uh, cooking for people.
3: uh, Hey, Nesgrax, what do I do with it? I like, I I don't even touch it. I'm not holding it. I'm not picking it up. I'm just like, like, do I? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Ah,
2: this is a weird, uh, situation. I mean, who in their right mind would leave a, Baby with a mercenary guild seems incredibly irresponsible, especially when there are several charities in the neighborhood <laughs> that specifically cater to orphans.
3: An abundance of charities. That I don't
2: understand to. this town. It's ridiculous.
1: I'm pretty sure that the fire breathing kittens actually founded an orphanage. I
2: exactly yeah. is it on is it on the premises? I don't know. I've only ever been in this room. <laughs>
3: Uh, I think there was, like, a a school that we founded. it. It's been so long, you know, I mean... Oh, wait, Olive's never been there.
0: Ha! <laughs> um, it wakes up and starts crying.
2: Oh. oh okay. I didn't touch it! Don't worry, don't worry. I've got this. I've got this. And I, I pick up the baby, and I cradle its head in the nook of my elbow... And I bounce up and down so that its head sort of like lolls up and down to comfort it. As I, what ch- huh? What check is comforting a baby? <laughs> animal <laughs> handling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll take animal handling. That works.
2: Okay, I'll go for that. I've got a zero, but let's oh. let's see what happens. Uh, Ten.
0: Oh, yep, that's enough. It goes back to sleep. Oh, excellent! N- now that you've picked it up. Sitting underneath it is a golden tag on a chain.
1: Please say Hercules. <laughs> yes.
0: Do one of you pick it up? Oh, I uh, saw Aaron go for it. I mean, <laughs> yeah,
1: Aaron is very impulsive. Yes, he picks it up.
0: Uh, so on it, it says, Hi, my name is Whiskey, and I need to get to the festival in
3: Matutuin.
2: Whiskey? Who names a human child whiskey? That's what you name a horse.
3: The type of person who puts it in a basket and leaves it outside a mercenary guild.
2: Yeah, good point. Oi.
3: I don't think babies are supposed to go to festivals. What do you guys think?
2: Maybe
1: it's like a like a show, like a pig show. Best baby wins.
2: A, a pig show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm going to lick my thumb, and I'm going to try to wipe off the heart mark on its cheek.
0: It does not work. If you want, you can do an Arcana check.
2: Yeah, I'll do an Arcana check. Oh, I've got a plus seven in Arcana. That's better. 20.
0: Nice. Uh, is that Was that natural, or was that dirty?
2: No, that was dirty.
0: Okay. Um, so you know, you are familiar from your time at school, even though it you know, has been a year, um, that this particular painting is for a festival for the Matooine Temple. And they t- sometimes the magic kind of goes off and children end up appearing in random places. And sometimes they need to be brought back. So this child could have parents <laughs> or it could be an orphan. Magic, just put it on your doorstep.
2: So I, I know that this child was at a magic festival and is here most likely because some magic made it just sort of disappear and reappear on our doorstep. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Okay, guys. I think, um, I understand the situation now. Uh, this baby was at a magic festival and sometimes what happens is, they make baby just disappear. And uh, this is sort of collateral damage from the festival. You know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like if you live next to like a big, you know, music festival, and then you you open your door one morning and there's a drunk naked man just passed out in his own vomit on your lawn. That's sort of like what this is, except a baby.
1: That just got a lot less sexy as time went on. <laughs> <laughs>
3: So it's not necessarily a bad parent, it's just that this...
2: No, it's a bad parent, definitely.
3: (laughs) I was trying. Well, we've got to return it then.
2: Yeah, Uh, or give it to an orphanage where it will most likely live for much longer (laughs) than it would with its own parents.
3: (laughs) Is there any benefit to this festival? Any risk-benefit ratio that might be worth it? Like, maybe they like the sleeping beauty myth that I, uh, Olive heard when she was a child is that you can grace the baby with beauty and wisdom as long as you're, you know, willing to risk the wrath of an evil fairy. Like, maybe there's a benefit that's worth it. Some of the babies get disappeared, but others of them get superpowers.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Okay. Sure.
3: I don't know. What, how much do you know about this festival?
2: Well, not a lot. I I haven't been to the festival yet. I've heard a lot about it. Um it seems like, you know, the professors really enjoy it, but yeah, there's been a lot of lost babies <laughs> over the years. So, yeah. I don't know. I think yeah, you know, the it it's not it shouldn't be. We should go evaluate the situation. Okay? We should get some specifics. And figure out what's going on here. So yeah, let's go see if we can figure out who this kid's parents are.
3: All right, yeah, let's do that. And then Olive would like to roll a perception check on the baby to detect X Men superpowers. Okay, go ahead. She gives the baby a deep, long sniff and a fifteen perception. Something's off. Something.
0: You get a whiff of power. Oh.
4: Oh. Everyone wants
1: to do an investigation on the, the basket and just see oh. if there's anything we're missing. Got a 12.
0: No, you're not missing anything. It seems like a plain basket, but on the bottom it says, return to Matuin Temple.
3: <laughs> okay. All right, I'm going to treat the baby very respectfully, because as someone mentioned little baby Hercules, and I'm picturing, like, it grabbing at- didn't it grab Pegasus by, like, the nose and, like, squish it and it's, like, super strong? So I'm just going to be like, there's a good, super-powered baby. Don't hurt me.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so do you guys head out the front door towards the train? Or um, you do know, Nezgrax, that Matuine is next to um, the volcano, which I wrote down somewhere. Cool. In that Yes, Setfi. It's in that mountain range.
2: Okay. Um yeah, so I let everyone know. I say, guys, um, okay, if we're going to do this, we should probably take the train. Uh, the the town where the temple is is um, near uh, the volcano, Setfi. So we should just head over there, get to Matuin, and see what's going on. Follow me. And I leave <laughs> <laughs> with, with the baby in my arms.
3: Yeah, let's go. Olive follows.
2: Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I don't have anything better to do. I'll follow.
0: Good. So as you guys are walking to the train station, you happen to see coming upon you the Purple Boot Theater Traveling Troop Carriage. And on top, uh, Aaron and Olive, you would know this person, is Punnett. Punnett is a halfling, and she works the fly and catwalk tech for Purple Boot Theater. Oh, yes. And she is waving enthusiastically. At us? Yes, at you guys.
1: Erin will cast prestidigitation and create a brief uh, image of lights in the shape of a hand that's waving.
0: Nice. She gets really excited at the lights lighting up because um, she thinks you guys are like amazing actors, even though she hasn't really seen you act before. Um, and she says, hi, I was just coming to find you. Um, I'm headed to this festival up at Matooine, and I was wondering if you guys could ride along and help protect me. Oh, do you have a baby?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, tell you what, we can protect you if you take care of this baby. It has to get there alive.
3: Okay, wait, wait, wait. wait, wait. Aaron, 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 do you remember who Punnett is? Yeah. The person who was in charge of safety for the ghost show.
1: Well, yeah, she was awful at it.
3: Able to be hosted because she had killed all of her performers.
1: <laughs> mm.
3: <laughs> she
1: didn't kill all of them.
3: That's right. We hadn't <laughs> done a show with her, so we didn't die yet. That's true.
1: <laughs> well, maybe somebody else then. Aaron just looks disgustedly <laughs> at this baby. this is like doing a great job.
3: I,
2: <laughs> I, The baby is, is sucking on my pinky <laughs> right now. That's how you keep a baby quiet.
1: Aaron casts Prestidigitation and makes
2: his pinky taste like milk. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, you would like that. Oh, can we tell? Is the baby a boy or a girl? It's a boy. Okay, so I don't have to go through the whole process of describing how I inspected its genitalia to see if it had a penis.
3: <laughs> I will give you a responsible babysitter.
1: Aaron was bouncing up and down. Ooh, ooh, I know how to tell this one.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Olive oh. doesn't. Crocodiles don't have external genitalia.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not explicitly stated whether Aaron does, but I'm going to assume he does.
3: Yeah, you're a humanoid, yeah. yeah. He's
1: fish people. He might have a cloaca.
3: Oh, yeah, fish people. That well, you could true. be like a live bearer. You could be like a guppy.
2: I, sure. I put up, I put up one hand, and I go cloaca club.
3: <laughs> it's a gunapodium.
1: Yeah, Ooh. no. Aaron's gonna say he definitely has external genitalia. He definitely needs okay. those.
3: Yeah. Okay. So you've got a gunapodium, <laughs> I look like a Ken doll, and <laughs> Nesgrax has a cloaca, and so all of us are like, it's a gendered baby. We don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs>
0: what. Um. <laughs> also, <laughs> No, it's fine. Uh, the, uh, a wrench that I did not think would appear has appeared. <laughs> I mean, its name is whiskey, so that's not a clue. <laughs> it's not helpful. No. Uh, Ponnet also holds up like a bag of gold and she's like, we only have 200 gold to offer, but I would really appreciate it.
2: Uh, Okay. I've got sort of a... Uh, one foot in one foot out situation going on here i'll help as much as i can but i mean i'm holding a baby so (laughs) yeah i I mean
3: can you tell us more about this festival olive asks as she gets into the cart it's a cart right or a carriage
0: it is a large carriage and it's very ornate but like broken down ornate so the paint has faded but the details are still there in the wood Um, And so there's like a central area where you're assuming all of their performance stuff is stored. And then there's her on the seat and it's being pulled by some horses.
3: I sit on the seat next to her, probably because I'm concerned she's going to drive us off a cliff. And I make small talk about Mount Tween's festival.
0: Wonderful. Um, So she is telling you about this festival and she says, well, it's a festival for the two kami that live in the... In the temple on the top of the mountain. Um, I think they're fertility, goodness, something along those lines. All I know is people get real drunk and their
3: pockets get real loose. Oh, that's perfect for a performer like you. Yeah. Hey, the happier they are, the more souvenirs they want. Am I right?
0: Yeah. exactly
3: Exactly. Um, do Aaron and Nezgrax, do you crawl
0: in the storage? Do you sit on top?
2: Um. I guess whatever looks best for a baby <laughs> to sleep. So probably in in the storage, I guess.
0: You can find like a plush bench that looks like a set piece in the okay. storage area.
2: Yeah, so I'm there.
1: Um Aaron definitely wants to, to perch on top. He wants to okay. see everything.
0: Okay. So as you guys are driving along and you're making small talk, you come around the bend in the forest and Roll a perception check for me. Everybody? Yes. Uh, well,
2: Nezgrath, you, you're, of... you're busy. <laughs> I can tell that this baby is doing great. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> uh, we said per- perception. Okay. Mm-hmm. 14.
0: 11. Okay. You guys just see a normal forest path. As you're riding along, you hear this crack and the wagon jolts to the side. Um, I'm also going to need some kind of save skill thing, um, probably decks. But if you have something else, you can definitely pitch it at me to, for Olive and Aaron, because you guys do not have seatbelts.
1: Can I do acrobatics?
0: Acrobatics would work.
1: <laughs> well, I have a plus 10 in that, but I rolled in that one.
0: Yeah, you faceplant.
1: Okay, do I take damage? Or only my pride?
3: Only your pride. Okay. My dexterity saving throw was a 15. You land on your
0: feet, and Nezgarax, you are padded within the. You felt the bolt, the. Geez, how many old words can I come up with before I say jolt? You felt the jolt. (laughs) (laughs) But you are okay. Um, Cool. And as you look up from the dirt from where you face planted Aaron, and as you look around Olive, you are now surrounded by six bandits. And their leader is with bright white hair and bright blue eyes and levels a sword at you and says, surrender
3: your goods. <laughs> I take one look at Aaron. Aaron, what's the look on your face say?
1: It's evil glee.
3: Yes. <laughs> I'd like to roll initiative. <laughs> okay. If you guys are going to fight,
0: let's roll up for initiative. 12.
2: Eight. I guess, I guess I'll roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah okay. you should roll as well. Cool. Ten.
0: Let me... That was a lot of dice to roll. Okay, so one of them rolled really, really well. Um, So they're going to go first, and they're going to try to hit Olive. And they rolled a 17. My new AC is 19. Woohoo, monk! <laughs> nice. So as they run up to you, you step to the side, and they kind of whiff it. Um, The next one is closer to Aaron, so they're going to attack him, and they roll the six. Nope. They also whiff, and they are getting a little scared that they might have bitten off more
3: than they can chew. Next up is Olive. I roll a 24, a 21, a 14, and a 14 to hit with the monk base attack twice and then using one key point to do flurry of blows, so that's four punches. Yes, they all land. <laughs> oh, dang. It. I I have a movement speed of 50 feet, and I'd like to be targeting this white-haired, blue-eyed leader. Okay. And that is 18 plus 24 bludgeoning damage. What is that? 18 plus 24. 30. She is very much knocked out. 32? two, Okay. And that is non-lethal damage as I run up to the white-haired, blue-eyed person and I punch four times. And then if they're dropping to the ground, what I'd like to do is, like, stand viciously over them, glaring with my crocodile eyes at the followers of this unconscious leader. Yes, uh, she's very
0: unconscious. Good job. Um, (laughs) And the others are now going to be running to attack Olive. Um, on their turn. Aaron, it is your turn. You have one in front of you that just whiffed it, and the rest are going to be headed towards Olive. They're starting to move.
1: I am going to jump up in the air, activating my winged boots and using my movement to go straight up 30 feet. And I am going to use my turn to call lightning and... Uh, a storm cloud... I'm going to read it to you. A storm cloud appears in the shape of a cylinder that is 10 feet tall, 60 foot radius, centered on a point I can see directly 100 feet above me. Um, it fails if I can't see the sky. Uh, a bolt of lightning flashes down from that point. Um, each creature within a 5 feet of that point must make a deck saving throw. 3d10 lightning damage on failed or half as much unsuccessful successful um and this continues for 10 minutes.
0: I'm assuming is it 1 bolt or several?
1: Um that's what I'm seeing it it's i it says a bolt. I thought it would be like the whole 60 feet, but I don't think it is. I think it's just one per turn.
0: Okay. So I guess only one saving throw then? Sure. Yeah, that's an 11.
1: That that fails. So 3d10 lightning damage.
0: If it's above 18, the bandit goes down.
1: Uh, 16.
0: Oh, one of them is still standing, but barely. Um, did you target the one that was next to you or one of the ones that was running towards Olive?
1: I think the one that was next to me would be the most okay. likely. Okay. Yeah. And then...
0: is Do you have something else to do or is that the end of your turn?
1: I just have to see if I have anything that's a bonus action.
0: The bandit in front of you is looking very rough.
1: Exactly. Um, no, that's not. Uh, no, I'll, 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 I'll. In my turn, there.
0: Okay. Next up is another bandit, and it's running towards Olive. Olive does a
3: fifteen. Hit you? Negativo. Also, I think I did. 12 damage too much last turn because I got a new item and I didn't really understand how it worked. So, um, would 20 damage still have knocked out the leader? Yes. Okay, good. All right. Sorry, listeners. Math hard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is okay. She is still unconscious. So, they are kind of like weirdly Robin Hood and Gang of Merry Thieves one-on-one-ing you and this one definitely missed. Um, Nesgrax, in the carriage, you hear the sounds of fighting.
2: <laughs> I say, oh no, whiskey. They need our help. And I, um, open the door or whatever I need to, to, to get out. Um, and I survey the situation and I, uh, cast, I'm going to cast slow on. Let's see. You said there were six bandits, including yeah, it, in, including the one that's looking not so good?
0: So there are five still standing. One of them looks uh-huh. a little fried and is standing in front of Aaron.
2: Cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'll try to cast slow on all six. So I alter time around up to six creatures of my choice in a 40-foot cube. Within range. Each target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw or be affected by the spell for the duration. And the uh, DC is 15.
0: Okay, so three of them succeed, two of them fail.
2: Okay. So the ones that fail, their speed is halved, and they take a negative two penalty to AC and dexterity saving throws. And they can't use reactions, And on their turn, uh, they can use an action or a bonus action, not both. Regardless of the creature's magical abilities, uh, regardless of the creature's abilities or magic items, it can't make more than one melee or ranged attack during its turn. This is going to be confusing. If the creature (laughs) attempts to cast a spell with a casting time of one action, roll a d20. On an 11 or higher, the spell doesn't take effect until the creature's next turn. They're not casting magic. That's so it's no big deal. And uh, otherwise, the spell is wasted. A creature affected by the spell makes another wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns. On a successful save, the effect ends for it.
0: Okay. Um, next up are the two, two of the bandits that succeeded. Um, and they are attacking olive again olive i'm just gonna roll both of these attacks at the same time to make it go faster uh a dirty 20 and a nine the dirty
3: 20 hits me
0: aha so they barely it barely i'm gonna go with a swing they're not expecting to hit they end up hitting and it is seven points of damage did they hit me with a sword or their fist a sword yep their sword. sword. They swing. They all have swords. They are the merry band of swordsmen.
3: Ooh, slashing damage. So they're like slashing across my back when my back is turned. Yes. Oh, I'll get you for that.
0: <laughs> there is no honor among thieves. Hmm. Um, so with that, it comes up to the bandits that are half-speeded around you, Olive, and
3: they both with it and are seeming a little confused. I'm glad they're right around me, though. That way I can punch them. (laughs) That is true. You do have all of them except one around you. Um, All of it is your turn. Surrounded by bandits with one slashing me in the back, I turn around, whipping my tail so that I can turn more dexterously. I'm learning to use my body like a monk. And I punch that bandit that slashed me for a 22 to hit and 7 damage. Yes. Ow. Ow. And they're still standing? Uh, They are still standing. I whip my second fist into their jawbone for a 24 to hit and 10 damage. They are no longer standing. You have knocked them out. Wonderful. With my flurry of blows, I'm able to punch two more times. So there's a second monk, the one that I think of as less of a threat because they failed to hit me. Or a second monk, a second bandit. (laughs) And I... Um, for flavor, I whip my tail into them. I whip my tail back and forth. I whip my tail back and forth, and (laughs) I get a 19 to hit and a 20 to hit for 9 and 6 damage. Yep, you hit both of them, and they
0: are, you said 9 and 6?
3: Yeah, and I'd concentrate it on one enemy if
0: possible. Oh, okay, so... The one that you concentrated it on is looking pretty swaying on their feet, (laughs) like a breeze could push them over. Nice. Is that the end of your turn? That's the end of my turn. Perfect. Erin, you are up. You have one in front of you that looks like they are about to pass out as well.
1: All right. So I have the one in front of me, and I have the lightning still going. How many are around Olive?
0: Three. There are three around Olive that are left standing.
1: Are they, like, central, like, equally around her, or did she wipe out one side of her?
0: They're all kind of in front of her. Like, they were half-ringed around her.
1: Gotcha. They were half-ringed around her. She took out some. Now they're all on one side of her. Yes. So I should be able to aim a lightning bolt, like, just on that side of her five feet away so that it can hit all three of them, because it hits in a five-foot radius, but not hit Olive, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay, so first I'm going to do that. Dexterity saving throws, please. Against all three of those.
0: One of them got a nat 20. The rest of them got tens.
1: Okay, so the nat 20 succeeds. He only takes half this damage. 12 for the two that took full and six for the one that took half.
0: Okay, one of them has gone down and then the other two are extremely worried about the safety of their future. (laughs)
1: Gotcha. And then the one that was in front of me that's that's swaying uh, and a little toasty now, I'm <laughs> going to call down and say, your tan is ugly and uneven. And it's going to take <laughs> three psychic damage.
0: And with that, they look at you, they gasp, and they fall over, passed out.
3: Oh. Oh, you gave them a, a shock to their heart.
4: I did.
1: <laughs> and it's too late. They were so
3: offended. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so I that got leaves. I got the reference, by the
2: way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nesgrax, you are up. Um, there are two still standing around Olive.
2: Cool. Yeah, I'm going to cast... Uh, let's see. How many people can I do this to? Yes, <clears> spell <throat> Okay, yeah. So I'll do at second level blindness and deafness at the two of them um so let's see they need to beat a constitution saving throw of 15
0: um so one of them beats it one of them misses it
2: okay i want to blind the one who missed it and okay. uh yep he can make a uh at the end of each of his turns he can make a constitution saving th- row and if he succeeds then the spell ends
0: Okay, cool next up are those two bandits the one that's blind um, is freaking out and not going to take a swing because it now cannot see Um, so (laughs) they are screaming their heads off like uh can't see y'all can't see Um, and then the other one is going to try to hit you olive and that's only a five and so I'm assuming they whiff it very badly
3: (laughs) I don't even flinch. I just look right at them.
0: I they take a swing, and you're like, can't touch this. <laughs> uh, so it is
3: your turn, Olive.
2: I just want to say that that should have been third level, not second level. So third level. There you go. That's all.
3: <laughs> Noted. Listeners, don't come at him or me. Thank you. <laughs> all right. I spend a third key point to do flurry of blows again. This is gonna be a twenty-one, a twenty, I assume the twelve misses, and a twenty-two to hit. So the twelve hits. Oh gosh. Um because they knocked their armor class down. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Slow is amazing. Thank you. I wouldn't have hit him without Slow, right? Right. Nice. This is going to look like a flurry of blows, as their teeth, their fists, their tails, and First, it's seven damage to the most injured one. Okay, and that one is down. And then there's a second one still standing, so... Uh, yes. 25 damage to that one non-lethally? Very down. <laughs> okay.
0: Everybody is unconscious now. <laughs> All right, Congratulations.
3: Before anyone can do anything else, I, uh, I would like to... Announce my intent. I take out my handcuffs, and I'm like, "All right, guys, let's tie him up," because <laughs> I don't want us to kill these guys. So,
4: <laughs> and I,
3: I'm going to on my next action put the handcuffs on the leader and start with the rope on the others. But uh, I, I just let my friends know, okay, we stop hitting them now.
2: <laughs> As Greg splits <laughs> his knife away. As you've had a child.
3: Be a
4: good influence.
3: <laughs>
0: i mean the child's name is whiskey so anything probably at this point is a better influence than its parents yeah i'm starting to get that impression (laughs) (laughs) um okay so you guys are now out of combat congratulations um do you you guys tie them up yes do you wake up the leader at all do you just
3: leave them tied there what is your plan erin you seem like you'd be better at this than me and i hand the rope to you
1: the rope. Oh, you didn't use your dimension shackles?
3: I'm going to use that on the leader, but I feel like you probably practiced in the art of tying them. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Aaron can handle that. <laughs> do, you want, do you want a throw of some type?
3: Yes. Is Slide there of a hand. kink throw?
1: Oh, sleight of hand. Okay.
0: I guess kink could be like constitution, right? <laughs> well, depends it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> no.
1: Okay, I rolled a 13. What do I have in sleight of hand? I think it's a lot. Oh, it's a plus 10.
3: 23.
0: Oh, yes. You tie them up very well. They are not getting out.
3: Yeah. Excellent. And the way that dimension shackles or whatever they're called, let me read this. Dimensional shackles. You can use an action to place these shackles on an incapacitated creature, which is the white-haired, blue-eyed leader. The shackles adjust to fit a small to large-sized creature. In addition to serving as mundane manacles, the shackles prevent a creature bound by them from using any method of extra-dimensional movement, including teleportation or travel to a different plane of existence, unless, of course, they, like, walk through a portal. It doesn't stop them from walking through a portal. You and any creature you designate when you use the shackles can use an action to remove them. So as I clink the handcuffs around their wrists, I say, Aaron, Nesgrax, Olive. Now, I don't say pun it because I don't trust her.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it says once every thirty days, the bound creature can make a DC thirty strength athletics check. On a success, the creature breaks free and destroys the shackles. So if they get a thirty, my shackles die. Okay. Um, do you wake them
0: up or do you just leave them unconscious?
2: I think we should mm-hmm. wake them up. I wanna I wanna know why, what they thought. <laughs> they were going to get from this okay it's an extravagant carriage so i see it's sort of a target but i mean maybe maybe we can learn a little bit more about what's going on here
1: before we wake them up aaron wants to go through their pockets
3: oh yeah good call i like both okay. of these ideas
0: i hope uh just roll a flat d20 3 6
2: uh 10
0: <laughs> okay aaron you find a single gold piece Olive, you find, like, what looks to be the beginnings of a wood carving of some kind, of some animal. Can't really tell because it's very much so in the beginning. And then Nezgrax, you find ten gold.
2: Whoa! Come to daddy. Okay. Well, these guys are poor. Okay.
3: Can I check the person who's carving wood for a knife? Yes. I'd like to disarm these people as well. I'm taking their weapons. Okay. That should be, uh, is that, what roll would that be? Just a, just do another
0: flat d20. A three. (laughs) (laughs) You find the woodcarver's knife, but you're not very sure about the rest of them. All right. But they look very beat up, so you could probably assume they are not going anywhere anytime soon. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, before you guys, roll a perception check, actually, first. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Five Ten
0: Natural one plus seven is eight Okay, never mind then um, Do you guys wake them up?
1: <laughs> yeah Yeah How do we wake them up?
3: What, uh, um, uh, hey, Punnett, you seen these people before? Uh, no, never Why would I ever see
0: them before? Uh, they're probably just common thieves, right? That is the most suspicious
4: way. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Can I
0: do an insight
4: check
3: on punny? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Math is hard. Twenty-three, I think. Sixteen plus seven.
2: Yeah, twenty-three. Mm-hmm.
3: Punnet is definitely lying.
2: Uh, Ooh.
3: I let you guys I'm like Aaron, Nesgrex, whiskey, come here.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Gaga, goo, goo.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you punnet's lying. Oh no! I'm not good at reading mammalian expressions, but I think that one's a lie.
1: <laughs> we could always cast Zone of
3: Truth.
2: Oh yeah, let's do that. Let's cast Zone. I don't have it. Do, you, does somebody have that? Let's do that. I have it. Yes, do it.
1: All right, let me just let me see if I have anything cheaper than Zone of I have also have to text thats they're both level three. okay, yeah, zone of truth. let me pull up the spell here
4: <laughs>
1: can somebody go grab her please? Mm,
3: yes, I'm the only one not carrying a baby or five tied up people, so <laughs> I walk over to Punit and how tall is this halfling? She is tiny she's like three feet tall. No. <laughs> All right, and I am a five ten crocodile. <laughs> just just
2: pick, just palm her her head and lift her up <laughs> like a basketball.
3: I have a carrying capacity of one hundred and eighty pounds. I pick up her head. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness! Okay, uh, you pick her up by the head. Do you carry? She is she's
3: like, hey, hey, what, what, what are you doing? You're lying. No, I'm not. I carry her over to Aaron.
1: Now, Aaron still has a, um, a thunderstorm going because he has 10 minutes on that. (laughs) So the first thing he's going to do is he is going to point at the ground beside her and have a lightning bolt strike the ground there. And then he's going to look her in the eye and grin with his sharp piranha teeth and try an intimidation check.
3: You endangered our baby.
1: Oh, I can aim them. Oh, 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 her. Yes.
0: (laughs) WTF, man.
1: (laughs) I'm going to try an intimidation before I cast Stone of Truth here. Uh, I rolled a 17. I get a plus something. Intimidation, intimidation. Uh, Plus five. So 23.
3: There was a baby on board, (laughs) Punnett.
1: I rolled a 23 to my lightning bolt piranha teeth intimidation.
0: (laughs) What do you say to her? You're you're saying nothing.
1: I'm grinning evilly.
0: I've said all the things that I said,
3: by the way. Okay, Punnett starts like, have you put her? You haven't put her down, have you, Olive? No, no, I've been screaming about the baby on board to her. I'm guilt tripping her.
0: Okay, she stops like struggling and like kind of goes limp because she's very terrified and she says, "Okay, okay, okay. I I I might have pissed them off and the white-haired one may or may not be my sister."
2: Oh, drama. <laughs>
0: Scary Olive and Aaron, and then you have Ned Grex in the background with one jazz head <laughs> drama.
2: <laughs> so, wait, how did you piss them off?
0: She's like sitting there, and her mouth opens and it shuts, and then she's like, not sure how to say this. And she's like, Well, do you remember how we lost somebody in our last show? She's saying this to Aaron and Olive. She goes, well, I, it may or may not, they moved on to greener pastures, and it may or may not have been her fiancé, but it wasn't my fault.
3: <gasps> you let your brother-in-law fall off the catwalk to his death? Whoa.
0: Greener pastures, not death. Erin
1: <laughs> interjects with another point at the ground, this time to the other side of her, and another lightning bolt strikes the ground.
3: Yeah, that's just punishment. <laughs> You just deserve that.
0: <laughs> it was it was in the name of art. They knew what they signed up for. And then she split off and created this other troupe. But I then I heard rumors that they were stealing. And you, she's always been jealous of me. And she wants it. She's just like blubbering at this point.
3: Olive changes the dimensional shackles from the white-haired blue-eyed lady to Punnett.
1: <laughs> I think she has to be incapacitated for this. Does this count if you're just holding her?
3: Don't make me punch you,
4: Punnett.
0: Yeah, she like holds out her (laughs) hand.
2: So wait, does that mean that the, the white haired blue eyed lady is also three feet tall?
0: No, she is. What did I put her as? She is five foot seven. Okay. She's a human.
2: Oh, she's. Oh, so this isn't your sister right here. These people were sent by your sister.
0: No, no, no. The white haired one, Punnett, is like looking, she's like, we were adopted.
2: Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Of course. I'm sorry. Insensitive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just like this baby might be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many orphans in Nikomoy.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you think somebody would do something about that? Not, not us. Not Aaron, at least.
1: <laughs> no, not Aaron.
3: Yeah. Alright, so guys, I- I'm just going to put pun it down with the others. You're Unless you're rolling a 30, you're not getting out of that. And I did say Aaron Nesgrax and Whiskey as well.
1: I'm not sure why you put Whiskey.
3: Uh, have you seen the new Incredibles
0: movie? There's like a scene where Jack-Jack can like get into Edna's secret office or whatever by just going like blah 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 blah
3: for that reason. Yeah. That is what I envision. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like Edna. All right. So, hey, guys, let's <laughs> go over there. And we can still see the tied up people. Um, and I'm going to carry the five, again, carrying capacity of 180 pounds so that, like, without any movement decrease. And I can lift, drag, and slow carry at 330. So, unless she's over 330, I can pick her up and, like, slowly. Okay. All right. She's not, you guys. She's not listeners. All right. She's <laughs> so like 90 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> For 5'7"? I want to feed this girl. Okay. Oh. oh were you
4: oh.
0: carrying
3: the white girl or pun it? White haired girl. I trust her more. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyone who's avenging their fiance makes more sense to me than someone who'd let their brother-in-law die. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. She's a little bit heavier, but she's within your... Your... Not 330. Second. So yeah. At least. Okay. All right. So, um, hey, guys. All right. So, I take her and and I we can keep an eye on like the tied up people, but like yes, yeah, and I'm talking as yes, this person's unconscious, what do you guys think of this whole situation? Aaron Nezgrax?
1: I think that we only have one side, and I kind of want to get the other side here
2: i um yeah i I definitely don't like letting people die, but I also don't like attacking carriages with babies in them, and yeah. me. <laughs> I also wonder if she
1: specifically asked us to guard her because she knew this was going to happen and she's dragging us into her family drama.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without telling us about it. Mm-hmm. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so any other... Any things we should ask this person before I feed him a potion?
1: Uh... Oh. Why are you going to
3: feed them a potion? To get their side of the story.
1: Uh, I don't think you have to burn a potion for that. I think you just need to do a medicine check, right?
3: I don't know. Damn, what do we have? I, I don't often interrogate. I'll take a medicine check. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't often beat people to unconsciousness and then bring them back. So. <laughs>
1: Aaron does.
3: Oh great! Um, great. I'll, I'll take a medicine check,
0: or just like a good smack to the face will work as well.
3: <laughs> okay, Aaron.
1: <laughs> uh Aaron puts a finger in his mouth and then sharply inserts it into her ear. Ew. <laughs>
0: Ew. That's <is> so gross.
1: <laughs> really? That's what you think is gross? That's the bar? Okay.
0: <laughs> listen. Listen. I read fan fiction, and it's very screwy. Um, Yes, that is the bar. That is gross. And she wakes up, and she
3: goes, Ew.
1: For all the viewers out there, this is called a wet willy. <laughs>
3: Try it on your friends. Or don't. (laughs) Or don't. Don't. Don't try it.
0: Don't. Don't try it. (laughs) Make sure those friends are much weaker than you if you try it on them.
3: Oh, gosh. Now we're a bullying podcast. You guys, if someone's giving you a wet willy, they don't like you, and you shouldn't hang out with them again. There you go. (laughs) Good thing we're not a parenting podcast.
2: It's pretty gross for them, too, though. They just stuck their finger in your ear. (laughs) I don't know about you guys. It's not... (laughs) It's no. not a place that <laughs> you no. want to put your finger.
3: No, <laughs> yeah. all of that is bad.
1: It's much nicer than what I was originally going to do to wake people up. Yeah.
3: She's awake. <laughs> and listening to this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, you're untied. We just want to know what's up and chat. All right. Don't make me knock you out again. Let's chat. What do you say? Okay. Um, Where's my sister? You can see her right there. We've handcuffed her because she's duplicitous.
0: You are not wrong. Um, I didn't realize that she would have people. She generally sends her actors ahead of her. Um, and I just kind of wanted to ruin her day because she's kind of ruined my life.
2: Fair, fair. Yeah, we heard about the incident with your husband um, and her letting him die, I guess.
0: Did she say Greener Pastures? Greener's Pastures is dead.
2: She did. She said that. Yeah. It was, um, devious.
0: Let's just say she's definitely not a part of the card-carrying club of theater producers. Uh, and I perhaps was going to unlawfully seize some assets to create my own theater. Which seems like nothing, right? Compared to what she did to me? She's like, please don't hurt me or turn me into the police.
2: Well, look, normally I would say I understand and we can let bygones be bygones. But in this case, you turned over a carriage with a baby inside. This baby. His name is Whiskey. We only just found him, but I'm growing very attached to him. <laughs> and I don't appreciate the the level of carelessness that you inflicted on us.
3: How was I supposed to know there was a baby?
2: How the about baby you on just
3: board sign?
2: Do some <laughs> recon. <laughs> you know,
3: I didn't hang up a baby on board sign. That's true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just? Uh, how like, about this? As a general rule, if you're going to attack a vehicle, maybe just. Figure it out, you know, just assume that there's a baby inside first. And then disconfirm your suspicion and then attack.
3: Okay. Uh can we go now? Tell us about the festival of Mount Tween. Oh, um lots of people get drunk there, and it's very easy
0: to um come across some drunkenly misplaced coin. And we were gonna use it to also kind of fund our little theater adventure um but i also heard that there's some stuff going wrong at it it's really weird Um, uh, normally it's super happy but i guess um the well first of all the the like child transporting magic has been going uh, a little bit more psycho than normal um but things have not been going right like it's a festival of love but there's apparently not so much love
1: elaborate
0: well i i, I i'm not one for rumors but Supposedly, potentially, a god has gone missing. But, like, I don't believe in the god, so who knows? It's probably just some mayor slept with the wrong person. Which god? One of the ones at the temple. Look, I don't know. I just go and get gold, man.
1: Hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's more help than your sister was. All right, tell you what. Look, I hold up my left hand, and on the back of it is a tattoo of a fire breathing kitten. I'm like, we're the fire-breathing kittens. Your sister hired us to transport her to Mount Tween safely. She didn't hire us to transport her back. So why don't you just give it a rest for this trip? <laughs> 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 yeah? Okay, yeah, we-, we could do that. Um. Yeah, that seems fair. We're going to leave your friends tied up here, and you. You're untied, so after like an hour... Of untying our very very tightly tied knots, <laughs> you can continue on your way <laughs> and just don't meet up with us again, yeah uh, yeah, that seems fine, but um, we kind of broke your wagon, oh my gosh, yeah, ooh,
1: uh, how broken is it?
3: <laughs> the
0: front right wheel is broken, and it is on its side, so it needs to be pushed up.
1: Well, can all of you help me push it back up? I'm gonna go poke at that broken wheel and, and use mending and have the broken edges fuse back together.
0: Perfect. Yep, that happens. Uh, and they, how does your mending work? Does it work some special way or does it just kind of whoosh, mend?
1: Uh, I think it's more of like a gradual growing back together. Things sort of flow kind of, uh, you know, the wood just sort of, reshapes and flows into the gap and fills in.
0: Oh, very pretty. Okay, you do that and now you still have this very heavy carriage to put over because it has a bunch of theater stuff in it.
3: Oh man, uh Olive empties the carriage first.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. That lightens it considerably. <laughs> Cool. How heavy is it, like, if I nudge at it, is it, like, 3,000 pounds, like, car weight? Or is it, like, 1,000 pounds, like, wooden cart weight? I think it's 1,500. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna...
1: Yeah, but I've... there's how many of us? Yeah. I could do, yeah, Eight? yeah.
3: Eight. Okay, hey... Your hands are tied, but you can still put your tied hands against this carriage and push with us. You got to work for your life, okay? Come here. <laughs> they Aaron are very much more... so.
1: Aaron throws a few more thunderbolts just, just for emphasis. <laughs> I really enjoy this. They are.
0: <laughs> are you having fun, Aaron? Are you having fun terrifying poor bandits?
3: Yes! I command lightning! <laughs> <laughs> oh no, the poor bandits. <laughs> <laughs> don't bandit people If your friend says you're going to bandit a person Don't do it You, you write the cart. I'm just going to watch And then you put everything back inside it
2: Hey Johnny Let's go bandit these people <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so Ted
1: Aaron is just mad with power
3: I'm going to snap at the heels of anyone who delays
4: <laughs> Yeah Singing angry Not music
1: Shatter every bandit Till they all peed their pants yeah.
0: <laughs> I, d- d- I mean, yeah, they'll. Some of them do pee themselves. Uh, i just saying that's the lightning
1: song now. Okay.
3: Uh, they are very scared. Um, just Olive, roll a strength check, I guess. <laughs> okay, and to be fair, uh, to have it known, I'm not lifting a finger to write this carriage. I'm just snapping at them, uh, int- or intimidation, or something. Roll something. All right, intimidation's negative one. Uh, <laughs> I'm not intimidating. I'm just a crocodile. <laughs> so that's a 15 minus 1 is 14.
0: Okay, yeah, you succeed um, in intimidating them into... and The intimidation, especially with the help from um, the lightning storm, seems to trigger something in them, and they manage to get the wagon
3: or the carriage righted again. All right, and then I load it back up because I'm not a jerk. <laughs>
4: uh. <laughs>
3: I mean you
0: could be a jerk if you
3: really wanted to. Do you take Punnett with you? Yeah, she's still gotta get to her festival and pay us two hundred gold, right? So That is true. You could also potentially just pickpocket it and steal it. But that's up to you. I mean um, she if she hired Olive for a job, right, guys? Let's do the job and then I, I like nip it Punnet's heels too to make her go. <laughs> <laughs> She very awkwardly scrambles up because she is still handcuffed. <laughs> That's right. I will unhandcuff you when we get there. But you should know that if any bandits attack while you're handcuffed, oh, no, you'll be handcuffed. So maybe you shouldn't, you know, don't be a jerk in the future.
2: This is this is like a samurai movie or something. <laughs> like, like all the like the, the guy who hired us is like betray betrayed us, basically. But we're still like. Still do the job and then like we get there and you still we just take the money that they owe us and that's it. And that's like, Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty samurai.
3: Yeah. Honorable monks.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. You guys continue on your way. Uh, the rest of the way is uneventful, uh, with the exception of Punnett being very wigged out about everything and like, uh I might die. But
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Um And as you arrive to the gates of matooine um they are bright they're brightly painted in the same pink that is on the baby's cheeks and there seems to be a stream of people going about but not as many as you would think for a large festival
2: okay Hmm. so um is this is this like a a walled thing or is it like totally open we could just like walk onto the grounds
0: Um, so it's on a mountains. it's a mountainside village, so there's, like, levels to the village, and then at the top you can see the big temple overhang, and to get into the entrance of the village, it's a big arch, so it's not, like, guarded, it's just kind of walled off.
2: Cool. Okay. Well, guys, uh, looks like, um, if we're gonna find Whiskey's parents, they they must be in here. I mean, the color scheme matches, so, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
3: Absolutely. The moment we're inside the arch, I take the dimensional shackles off of Punnett. Uh She thanks you
0: profusely and, like, hands you the gold, but, like, holding it by her fingertips because
3: she thinks she might lose a hand. Aw, oh, I, I, for show. Sure. I mean, I gotta take the gold patch with my teeth now, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> can't not. And then I give her some advice. I'm like, look, first off, you're a safety officer, So you should be better at your job and people shouldn't die. But second off, take especially good care of your family. Because anybody who's, like, pissed off and burned their bridges with their family is just the worst type of person. Come on, let's be real. Okay. Mend your relationship with your sister. And, or, you know, hey, if she never forgives you because you let her fiancé die, that's kind of fair too. But, like, in the future, don't repeat your mistakes.
0: Um, okay. I mean this in the best way possible. I hope I never see you again.
3: Me too. Pun it.
0: And she like r- rides off with her wagon. <laughs> so you guys are in the village. You have the baby. You have two hundred gold to split between the two of you. So Olive is holding that. The three of you. Olive is holding that. And what do you do?
1: Ah, uh, Aaron thinks this place is looking a little uh, somber, and he wants to lighten up the mood so he presses one of the uh gold links on the chain across his chest and his outfit transforms into like a harem dancer outfit with like little blue scarves (laughs) crisscrossing across him and like the split sleeves where it's split on top and then kind of hangs underneath and then he starts dancing his way through the streets
3: yay festival festival.
1: (laughs) and he casts prestigitation and creates some music to accompany this
0: performance check
1: performance check she said she wants a performance check well i only rolled a 10 (laughs) but i have a plus 13 so 23 wow uh
0: yeah wow um You are dancing and doing all this, and you have your prestidigitation going, and the crowd seems to part like the Red Sea as you are making your way down the road, and people uh, are throwing coins at you.
1: Ooh! How many?
0: You end up collecting. um, Do you stop to pick all of it up, or do you just kind of grab it as you go?
1: Uh, I'll pick up all the coins that people are tossing.
0: Okay, so you end up with another 150 gold.
2: Whoa!
3: <laughs> Yay, drunk people!
2: Okay, Nuzgrex starts dancing. I around. Baby, I'm dancing with the baby. <laughs> you look a little overly clothed for this. <laughs> do
0: you keep the baby in the crook of your arm, or do you lift them up?
2: I I lift them up.
0: Like the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeet. The crowd is still excited from Aaron's dancing, but you notice that the minute you lift the baby up, they don't become somber. They come, like, reverent a little bit, Um, and the coins are not flowing because um, you have a baby, so they're not going to throw coins at you.
3: Oh, I take out my backpack and I follow along behind, like, a church tithing basket, but, uh, you know. Uh, so
0: you end up collecting... Roll up, I guess, a performance check again.
2: Hey, cool. Well, it's not a plus 13. <laughs> 10.
0: Okay, so you you get about 100 gold out of them.
2: All right, not bad. Cool.
0: So as you guys make your way up, um, a figure approaches you. And this is another female human. And she has red hair, and she has the same hearts painted on her face. And she seems to be handing out bags from her belt. And she says, hi, my name is Kira. You must be new here. Kinda. I would like to accept a bag. Okay, do an arcana check. Nine. The bag is bright pink with red hearts, and that's all you get out of it.
4: Mm. (laughs) It's a
3: really pretty shiny bag new coin purse. I put it in my backpack. <laughs> okay. Do you two take the bags that are offered?
2: Uh yeah, yeah. I'll take a I'll take a pack.
0: Give me an arcana check. Okay.
2: Ooh, 10.
1: Um I rolled a 15 plus one, so 16.
0: Okay, Aaron, you notice Um, Nezgrax, you get, like, a magic vibe off of it, but Aaron, you are, you realize that this is a bag of holding that is covered in shiny pink sequins with hearts, so it's a very shiny bag of holding.
4: Holy
1: cow. I have one of these, um, is there anything, can I reach in, is there anything in it?
0: Yes. You pull out a bundle of roses.
1: Oh. Okay, I'll, I'll stick those back in there for now
0: wonderful. Kira looks at <laughs> all of you and says, well if you need anything I, I can kind of direct you, but really my job for the festival is just to hand out these bags of plenty.
1: Um where's the temple?
0: She like points to the giant temple on top of the mountain and <laughs> is like walk straight?
1: Oh, well thank you. Uh Aaron kisses her on the cheek and sashays around her. <laughs>
0: uh, she Blushes and is like, bye.
3: Olive follows.
2: Yeah, I follow. I wave Whiskey's hand. So Whiskey <laughs> it looks like Whiskey's saying bye.
0: Uh-uh. <laughs> um Okay, so as you guys are walking, um, you do notice that this village doesn't seem to be very complicated, very straightforward. The higher you get, you get like a row of houses, you have some shops. Um And if you would like, you can stop in the shops before you head to the temple, or you could head straight to the temple.
1: Mm. Is there anything exciting in the shops? I could take a look.
0: There is a particularly large one labeled Valentine's Goods.
1: Ooh, that sounds sexy. Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if everybody's going in, when you enter in, it's a red, white, and pink-themed a store and there are hearts floating everywhere and the same roses that produced out of your bag Aaron, are um also did you guys tell Olive about the bag of holding or are you just gonna let her believe it's a coin purse
1: <laughs> um i mean i guess i would tell her i have no reason not to
3: just hey. just out of curiosity
1: <laughs> hey olive if you didn't have a bag of holding before you do now
3: oh sweet uh great i don't know what that is i am not magical
2: It works like this, and I take out mine, and I reach in, and I pull something out.
3: You pull...
0: Ooh. You pull two rings. One of them is purple, and the other one is... Like, one of them is dark purple, and one of them is light purple. And they are both glowing.
2: See? You can keep, like, whatever you want in it. You can keep, like, a bunch of stuff so, yeah, it's pretty cool.
3: Whoa. Olive, like, opens. How wide, is, wide does it open? Like, six inches a foot? Eight inches? Eight inches. Okay, that's, yeah, that's big enough for my hand. And I stick my hand down to, like, the shoulder into it. <laughs> okay. Do you grab something and pull it out?
0: Yeah, definitely. You also pull out some glowing, some rings. One of them is, they're both dark green. Um, So, like, emeralds.
3: Oh, sweet. I put them on. I'm like, this matches my skin. K-
1: okay. Can Aaron do an Arcana check on these?
3: Yes, you can.
1: 19.
0: Um. So, you know that these are rings that are called unity bonds. And <laughs> I put on both wedding bands? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm an idiot.
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, you have to attune to them for them to work, but. <laughs> yeah, you were just like, ooh, wedding rings. Pretty. <laughs> um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, these are magical, yes. though. Like, what do they do?
0: Okay, so Nezgraxes, or not, yeah, Nezgraxes. They, the rings emit a very soft glow when the two bonded creatures are within 60 feet of each other and shed dim light out to five feet when the two in, touch in an intimate way, such as holding hands, kissing, or hugging. Six times per long rest, one of the creatures can use a bonus action to touch two of the rings and they shine bright light out to 30 feet and dim light out in an additional 30 feet for one hour.
2: Okay. Aww. So they're, so they're like they're, those lights. They're flashlights that are powered by love. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: yes. Uh, cool. Can Aaron reach back in his bag?
0: Yes, you can. And all of yours, um, creatures attuned to this item set, item set find themselves far more in tune with one another than they were prior to the bond. If you take one minute to concentrate, you know the direction and distance to your partner, as well as their emotional and physical state. As long as they're in the
3: same plane of existence for eight hours. Direction, distance, and emotional state. Hmm. Yep. That's pretty cool, but... So, wearing both of them is where I'm at right now. Um...
1: <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know who you need to give one of these to.
3: Yeah. My boyfriend, Richard.
1: <laughs> yeah!
3: <laughs> uh, so... I wear two like an idiot. Do you guys correct me, please? No. Really? (laughs) But I don't know about them. Okay. You'll find out. I'll find out. All right. I'm wearing two rings like a (laughs) (laughs) dum-dum.
1: Do they come in sets of more than two?
3: Not
0: out of these bags, but you could potentially shop for them in the store. Did you reach it, Aaron? Yes. Okay. You pulled out a blue set, and they are do with your i'm gonna let your arcana check fly um so while creatures are attuned to this item set they get the following benefits as long as you are within 60 feet of each other you can once per long rest give your partner advantage on any attack roll saving throw or ability check if one of your creatures falls under the effects of a charm that allows its actions to be controlled it can immediately make a saving throw with advantage if it's ordered to harm their partner Um, even if it's indirect. So if it's like cast a fireball and your partner happens to be within range, they still can do the check. You have advantage on medicine checks to to stabilize the partner. If the creature is in darkness, either non-magical or magical, or are blinded, you can see your partner
3: as a softly glowing outline.
1: Hmm, I'm going to hold on to these find somebody to put this on.
3: You should put one of those on every single person in the Fire Breathing Kittens and you, so that you don't thunderbolt them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, um, so as you guys enter the store, pulling out rings out of the bags, uh, you notice sitting in at the t- front table is uh, a high elf with black hair, lime green eyes, and a very, like, rounded, kind face. And goods are spread all around. You see a display case with similar ring sets um, is in front of her, and there are also some other items, but if you would like some better descriptions, you're going to need to do a perception check if you're looking for something particular.
1: Um,
2: not really. Uh, I got a 21.
0: Um. Ooh. Is anyone else doing perception checks? Nah.
2: Sure. Just
1: might as well. 16.
0: Okay. So with a 21 Nesgrax, you see back in the back corner of the store glowing lightly a rainbow unicorn figurine. And you get the vibe that this is a very powerful object. Aaron, you see on the table, kind of off to the side, a belt that seems to have some baking-related goods on it. And it is labeled the belt of halfling kind.
4: Oh. Hmm.
0: So what do you do in the store? The shopkeeper is just sitting at her counter, busy counting coins.
2: Um... Um, Oh, go ahead. I was just I'm gonna go to that unicorn and bring that back to the lady, and I'll say, uh, how much for this worthless figurine? (laughs)
0: She looks up to you and says, Ah, I knew the right person would find this. It is not worthless, sir. But to the right person, it could be free.
2: Ooh. Okay, hit me.
0: And she looks at you with, like, a dramatic pause. And she says, Are you good of heart? Yeah! <laughs> is cracks lying? <laughs> um, and then I'm gonna need you to roll... Do, okay, so I have to clarify: Does Nezgrax believe he is good of heart? I must ask.
2: Mm, okay, because mm. does he the, the player believe the, the player thinks Nezgrax is good of heart? But I don't think Nezgrax thinks he's good of heart.
3: Oh, I so, he's got survivor so no. syndrome because he's a survivor. He's a widower, and yeah. he's got he's. He, he, he
2: betrayed he betrayed his patron. He's uh,
3: to help his family.
2: He's been exiled from his family. He has a lot of misdeeds in his past that he feels he needs to make up for. So I think he's thinks he's being deceptive.
0: OK, so then he you're going to roll 2 D20s and with disadvantage, just flat.
2: Cool. Uh, five.
0: Oh, she looks at you and says, it, it has never been mistaken before. You are not the person that needs this item. If you would like to take it with you, it will be a thousand gold.
4: Aww.
2: Holy cow.
3: <laughs> That's like a, a tragic low self-confidence self-fail. Ah. <laughs> hmm.
2: Okay, thank you very much. I'll just put it back here where I where I found it. It's okay, whiskey, we'll find something else for you. And I, I give her I give her like a death stare, like you're making this baby sad.
0: Uh she kind of looks at you and says of course if there is anyone else within your crew that is pure of heart and or kind of heart, however you would like to say it, they've all mean the same thing. They could
3: also try
2: olive Hmm?
3: yeah what's it
2: that's you olive's pretty good
3: i am a bad person do you remember
1: no (laughs) do you remember our dating show yeah right you beat me at a dating show do you know why
3: uh because i i offered to feed him
1: shush no because you are (laughs) sickeningly good (laughs)
2: <laughs> oh, I ha- I have an example just from today. Do you guys remember, I know it was a long time ago, but we we were attacked by a bunch of bandits and then we beat them unconscious and then before I could kill them, Olive said, "Okay, let's tie them up and and you know, not hurt them anymore." Good person.
3: <laughs> okay.
2: Example <All> right. gratis. <laughs>
3: Well, I mean, look how much that baby likes you. And the baby's just, like, looking at you with adoration in his eyes. I'm like, you're not so bad yourself, Nesgrax.
2: Oh, well, thank you, Olive. But, I mean, you know, this is just... I, I, I guess I'm just a natural... It doesn't make me a good person. It just makes me good with children.
1: Aaron is going to grab on to... Uh, to... Um, your shoulders and look you dead in the eye and say, Nezgrax and I know who we are. It's you. <laughs> and he's going to give you bardic inspiration for this role you're about to make.
3: <laughs> Alright. Does that mean I add something to it?
1: <laughs> you add a, I think it's a d10 now, just let me check. Yes, you add a d10 to your to your role.
3: Alright. I'm rolling on a d20, right, DM? Yes, so does Olive still believe that she is not Good of heart? Well, so, because you phrased it kind of heart, I'd say I I am kind. I'm I'm not pure of heart, as Richard knows, nor am I (laughs) incapable of violence, but I am a kind person. (laughs) Okay, uh, roll with advantage, then. All right. (laughs) The advantage... So, first it was a two, and then it was a four... And then I added the bardic inspiration of four. So that's an eight.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, God. Jeez.
4: <laughs> I've done She some
0: looks things. at you. <laughs> <laughs> apparently. Because she looks... Even after those eloquent speeches, she looks very surprised. And she's like, I suppose it's not you as well. Would you like to try? And she gestures to
3: you, Aaron. <laughs> There's blood on these hands.
2: <laughs> I've got an idea. I've got an idea. My friend Whiskey here, could could he Yeah Um could he try? He's a baby. What could <laughs> he have done bad? He's pure.
3: I suppose? If Whiskey's not pure of heart, then none of us are right.
1: Yeah, I only rolled a thirteen.
3: Yeah, no, the thirteen was not enough.
0: But Whiskey, however, <laughs> rolled an eighteen. <laughs> Alright.
2: Alright. Well done whiskey. Uh, so
0: the the figure starts glowing, uh, and I'm assuming you brought whiskey somewhat close to it. Yeah. Um so he grabs onto it and um he babbles and he like does the like wow 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 wow. Um and then he throws it <laughs> towards the ground. <laughs> and a rainbow unicorn made of colored light appears.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um,
1: it is June <laughs>
0: it is June and the shopkeeper
2: is this surprise a pride episode <laughs> is this a pride episode that, it might is be is that what we're doing okay cool anyway, go ahead sorry <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> the shopkeeper is somewhat surprised uh, but she just kind of shrugs and says well it'll go away in 24 hours um but it can help you in your journey. Apparently the child needed it. Not sure why, but magic is weird.
2: Tell me about it. Uh, Yeah, this guy was like sent miles away from here earlier today, we think. So, (laughs) yeah, you don't have to tell us.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah. Whiskey's (laughs) probably going to become some sort of magical prodigy or something.
0: (laughs) Um. So, just so you all know, you can ride this thing, um, unless whiskey. I guess, do I have to do rolls now to see if he accidentally dismisses it? Because his command word is like blah, blah, blah.
2: Oh, <laughs> like, I it's see. A baby. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Yeah.
0: The problems the DM was not expecting. Uh, I will <laughs> think on that if that moment comes. Um, but you I'll can just... ride it. it.
2: I'll keep feeding him. Like, constantly. <laughs> like I won't <laughs> stop feeding him. So he d- never talks.
0: Um, I guess that's that's a solution. Uh, so the unicorn basically is a riding horse, except for it has a flying speed of 100 feet, just for important things. Uh, when it disappears, it leaves behind a rainbow that allows you safely to ride to the ground um, from whatever height you're at. And if you perform an evil deed, it'll disappear in blinding light.
2: Ooh.
4: And
0: if you perform the evil deed in the air, it will not give you a rainbow to go down.
3: So
2: don't oh. be evil on the, rain-
3: on the rainbow unicorn.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm actually really glad this kid got the unicorn because now it's going to grow up right. Or plummet to its death. You know. <laughs> Either one.
0: <laughs> Solutions. Um, yeah, cool. Do you- are you guys going to do any more shopping? or?
1: Uh, oh, I still have this belt of halfling kind, right?
0: Yes. Do you bring it to the shopkeep? <laughs> sure. Probably Punnett's belt of halfling kind. <laughs> 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 no, but that's a good idea. I should have done that. Um, so the shopkeeper's eyes light up an interest, and she says, Ah, a good friend of mine made it, and she wanted the world to see what life was like as a halfling. So when you wear this belt, you can become a little bit faster a little bit more dexterous you could say and you become a little kinder and so what that translates to is you have advantage on charisma checks made to interact with halflings your dex goes up by two to a maximum of 20 and then if you're attuned to this belt you have a 50 percent chance a day at dawn of waking up and feeling optimistic and happy-go-lucky about your day
1: do i get the other benefits without attunement
0: if you're wearing it, you have to wear it. So I would say you'd have to be attuned to it.
1: Gotcha. Okay, well, I only have one attuned item. That's fine. Okay, yes, I would like this belt.
0: Wonderful. It is 1500 gold.
1: Oh. Whoa. jeez. Uh, Aaron starts to hum the tune to We Are Family under his breath. <laughs> Please have her make a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's a three.
1: oh, she fails. So she is she is now charmed. She thinks that we are just the best of friends and just wants to do anything in her power. Pa- she won't jump off a cliff for me, but she'll do things that she would do for her friends. I'm sorry, this was how much i that's so that's so much gold. I don't I can't I can't afford that, but I really want it. It looks so good on me.
0: um, she looks at you and she kind of does a double take and she says, oh. Oh, you! I forgot. We must have met in that village one day. Um, What I can do for you is the friends and family discount and give it to you for 700 gold.
1: All right, he'll take it.
0: Yeah, that's half of 1,500. Math check.
1: <laughs> Let me take that out of my character sheet. Okay. Got it. Belt of Halfling Kind. All right, anything else you guys want to do?
2: I'm good, man. I got a flying unicorn. Let's go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Perfect. Do you guys exit the shop then? Indeed. Yeah. So as the shopkeeper is like, bye, have a nice day, you come out and you see chaos and sc- yelling in the streets. And that is where we will take our little break today. Um, before we go, we do have a review that Nesgrax is going to read for us.
2: Yeah, we've got a review. Um, this is from John... Scarsella, Scarcella, I hope I'm saying that right, John Scarcella, he said, My favorite D&D sitcom. I love this podcast. The humor, diversity, and crazy situations mixed in with the zany characters make for a great few hours of listening. It took a while, but I am all caught up and looking forward to more. Keep the fun work coming. If you would like to leave a review, then we... The fire-breathing kittens might read it on air, so leave those reviews. Keep them coming, everyone. I can't believe this guy listened to all the episodes.
3: Woo! Good job.
2: <laughs> <laughs> good for you, John.
0: So today we were joined by Olive, hey, Aaron, hey, and Nesgrag,
4: hey. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We hope that you're enjoying this episode of the Fire Breathing Kittens podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes.com. If you leave us a review, we'll read it on air. It's fun listening to the words of your review get read by the characters you know and love. So go to iTunes.com and leave us a review today. Can you think of someone who might enjoy this podcast? Please share it with them. Is their birthday coming up? A special anniversary? Would you like us to wish them a happy day on your behalf? You can arrange for us to read your shout out on air at firebreathingkittenspodcast.com through our partnership with the website Buy Me a Coffee. Do you enjoy reading books? You can find paperbacks and ebooks based on our adventures on Amazon.com in the bookstore Fire Breathing Kittens, that part's all one word, podcast. The authors do a great job of adapting the stories into fun novels. We also have official merchandise on Redbubble.com. Imagine owning a notepad with the Fire Breathing kitten logo on the front, or a t-shirt with one of your favorite characters. And lastly, I'd like to take a moment to sincerely thank all of you. We don't pay to advertise this show, so the only way we can grow is through the support of listeners like you. Thank you! Go ahead and roll a D twenty.
1: Seventeen.
2: Eleven.
0: Nine. A Nezgrax and Olive. Reroll your D twenties.
2: <laughs> Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Does one of you want to go over
3: the other one?
2: Uh why don't you take it, Olive? I'll, I'll give my voice a rest.
3: Oh, okay. Uh yes. That I wouldn't want to. Yeah, sip some tea. Okay, all right. So, <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Olive with Fire Breathing Kittens. I'm going to tell you about what happened last time. So, we were in the bar, and then all of a sudden, there was a baby in the bar, too, because Aaron had brought inside this baby, and it looks like someone took, like, a marker and drew hearts on its face. So, I felt pretty bad for it, but I don't know what to do with babies. So, Nezgrax was, like, really good with kids, and it stopped crying, and I was like, whew, the day is saved. So, we took the baby... On an adventure with us, because Dr. Crud III does it all the time, so why not? And <laughs> we were going to escort <laughs> Punnett, our old friend murderer, who likes to let people fall off catwalks and then benefit from it by having ghost shows in her theater. So we <laughs> we escorted our old friend Punnet to the Festival of Mount Tween which is near Safi Volcano. And on the way, we got attacked by bandits. And so, of course, we beat up the bandits. But then we realized that possibly Punnett had brought this upon herself because she had let someone near and dear to the bandits' hearts die. So we mm, just kind of kept going to the festival. And (laughs) then we arrived. We got a unicorn and a cool belt. And that's about it. Oh, uh, the baby has magic powers. All right. We're all caught up. <laughs> oh, a god is missing. Yep, that's everything. All right.
4: Oh, yeah.
0: Wonderful. So as you guys were exiting the store last time, chaos erupted. So the scene you arrive upon is there is a couple arguing in the street and there is a crowd around them that seems to get it, be getting close to a um, mob stability. So um, they aren't quite a mob yet, but they could be headed that direction. What do you do?
2: Ooh. Um, I want to, I want to, like, tug on someone's shirt sleeve who's nearby and say, hey, what's going on?
0: Um, they turn and they look at you and they're just, uh, they're an elf and they're just kind of plain looking and they kind of smile and they're like, apparently she cheated on him during the beginning of the festival. You know, the part where all the lovers, like, declare who they're going to marry yeah, didn't go great.
2: Oh, boy. Okay. So, just just to recap. So, everybody's turning into, like, a mob around this couple arguing. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, is it obvious that they're angry at her for cheating?
0: Um. Roll either Perception or Arcana.
2: Okay. I'm going to roll Arcana. It's a 13.
0: Since you are familiar with magic... You are aware of a buzz in the air that signals that something is afoot. So there's not necessarily a target for the anger, but there is a buzz of magic in the air.
2: Okay. I say to my companions, guys, there's something going on. Uh, There's a lot of magical energy being built up right now. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen here.
3: Okay. Okay. How do you feel about polyamorous relationships that are done at the betrayal of another person?
2: I feel about poly- done a betrayal <laughs> if if it's polyamorous did they did they decide they were going to be polyamorous at the beginning of this thing? That's what I would want to know.
3: It sounds like one of them did and the other one didn't know that they did.
2: <laughs> hmm. Well that's a miscommu that's bad communication and that's yeah. that's an issue. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think they need consent
2: for this.
3: Yeah, how do you feel about couples who don't communicate well with each other?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh here, yeah, maybe we can maybe, let, let me try something. Everyone, everyone, and I address the crowd. And I and I hold up
3: whiskey. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: performance? All right. attention check
2: (laughs) wow dirty 21
0: oh okay yeah everybody kind of freezes for a second and the couple does as well and they look towards you and they see whiskey and the woman stalks over and she says you what is your ruling on this me she is addressing the baby
2: oh (laughs) okay uh, yeah whiskey what do you say and I, I hold whiskey in front of my face <laughs> and I and I go everybody calm down
0: <laughs> um, the woman looks a little angrier and she's just like obviously that's you dude what does what does he say and whiskey kind of babbles off um, and you don't understand what he's saying.
3: But the unicorn disappears. <laughs> <laughs> it is a different babble. I'm, now I'm messing uh. with you. <laughs> you guys do have a unicorn with you, huh?
0: Um, <laughs> and um, so it is up to your interpretation. I will give you with that performance check. You are aware that she does not understand what he's saying. And she's looking at you like you are his translator.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I- I'm saying what I knew he was going to say. Before, which is everyone needs to calm down this is a day of love,
0: yes, of course we can calm down your grace, and she like bows to the baby, and um <laughs> she says, but what is your ruling
2: uh his ruling is that there will be no charges today.
0: Persuasion check? No. Persuasion <laughs> okay. check.
2: Oh, no. 24.
0: Uh, that, you're good. Okay. Uh, everybody is convinced, um, but the Aaron and Olive do a perception check for me um, while I finish this up. So every, the lady bows and she backs away and stalks off in the opposite direction of the man he was, she was arguing with. Um, however, you do still kind of feel the the twinge of magic in the air.
4: Mm.
0: 15.
1: Also a 15, actually.
0: Wonderful. While Nezgrax is translating for the baby, uh, you see kind of leaning off into a corner looking very unimpressed, a sapphire, which is a four-armed being with light blue skin, and he's wearing all black clothes. And he looks very odd because everybody else was kind of Mobbing, and he was not
1: who is he? Where do we see where he came from?
0: Nope, he was just leaning
3: up against a wall across the street. huh ooh um, can I use my stealth to try to move through the crowd unnoticed and then like lean against the wall next to him? Yes, and I will give you advantage because the crowd is you know
0: at was at mob levels, and is I mean the amount of people are still there twenty one Yes, that does beat his perception. You do manage to go up next to him and lean against the wall without him noticing. I whisper
3: out the side of my crocodile mouth at him like he can understand that, baby. He looks down at you in surprise and says, kind of scoffs, and he's like,
0: yeah, there's no way. I know, like it said gaga. (laughs) It could have been saying death for all we know.
3: Yeah, wouldn't that have been more fun, too? Well,
0: of course, love is overrated. Yeah. And I mean, what a cheating whore. She kind of looks at you and he's like, I like surprised that you're like vibing with him. And he's like, what brings you to this festival if you are of the same thoughts
3: of love? All right. So for the listeners, Olive hates those two words. And now this man. So um, her <laughs> mission is to bring him down and make him suffer because you should never slut shame people. All right, so just making that clear. But um, since he bought it, I'm going to go with, obviously, to ruin their day. I mean, it's a whole collection of nerds in one place. If you want to make me make a deception check, that's okay with me.
0: Yes, I was going (laughs) to say, I'm going to need some kind of check.
3: And that is a natural one. (laughs) (laughs) You are doing so good. Minus one is a zero. (laughs) (laughs) I was rooting for you, Olive. Uh, I'd rather fight this guy anyway. It's all good.
0: (laughs) uh, He takes a second glance, and his, like, bottom two hands kind of go on his hips and his top two kind of fold. And he says, ah, a secret admirer of love. I should have known. Let me guess. You brought the kid here because you found it, right? I wanted to eat him, but, yeah, why? <laughs> Should I not have? <laughs> and he's just kind of shaking his head and says, You you do know what the kid is, right?
3: Like, you you do understand. No, I, I understand nothing. I was hoping there'd be turkey legs here. I like them raw. Mm. Well, there is this shop
0: down the street that's a butcher shop. You'll probably find some there. But to the point of the matter, if the baby came to you and you picked up the baby... Uh, you're gonna have to deliver him to the top of the temple without dying. Like, that is a thing that is gonna have to happen. You are its sentinels, I guess would be the word to
3: describe it. I haven't touched that baby. That baby freaked me out. It had marker on its face. Mm-mm. This is true, by the way. I have not touched the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What happens to the sentinels? Like, someone gonna attack them or something? What idiots?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Olive's trying so hard. (laughs) He looks and he says, well, most survive, but their relationships don't by the time they're done with the temple.
3: That would really suck for them. Yeah. (laughs) 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 How is this a festival of love if it punishes people and outs them and stuff like that? Like, sorry, angry mob against women doesn't really seem like festival of love to me. There is a missing god. Mm. Is something going wrong here? Like, this doesn't seem right. Is Olive asking that? Yeah, yeah. I said all those words yeah, out okay. loud. Yeah. This doesn't seem right. This isn't a festival of love.
0: Well, it's a festival that I love. Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> can't whistle. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: Yeah. You okay over there?
3: And I attack the guy. You attack okay. him. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right, roll a hit. Yay.
1: What? Uh, okay.
3: I mean, you see me across the street beating up a dude, right?
0: I mean, yeah. I will give you an attack of opportunity, Olive, because this man was definitely not expecting to be
3: attacked. That was a 14, 10, 21, and 18 to what? pow, 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 pow. The 21 hits. Oh, Ooh. dang. 11 damage as I bite this dude. And I would like them to make a... Dexterity saving throw, please. with my flurry of blows. It's a 25. Um, Olive's in danger.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: Failed whistle. Um,
0: yes, Olive is in a lot of danger, and I'm also going to need you to
3: make a strength save. That's not what monks do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. Natural 20 plus
0: 5. 25. Thank goodness you got the 25. Um, As you bite him, he reaches for you with his bottom hands, but you manage to wiggle out of it, essentially, so he doesn't have a hold on you, but he looks at you and says, I would suggest leaving, because he doesn't even look phased from the hit you landed. How far away, my friends? How,
3: How big is the street? not big a street would be like 20 feet yeah okay so like within a turn of getting here yes i'd still be half alive okay
1: can i can i intervene on this fight
0: i will let you yes i will let you talk um but if you don't leave or find a solution (laughs) that isn't fighting we will roll for initiative
1: okay
3: as my movement I'm going to run vertically up the wall 50 feet and push the button on my immovable rod and hang from the immovable rod 50 feet up the wall in the air. Okay. That, so I that's think they get an attack of... Hmm? Opportunity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They get. you are next to them. Yeah. Hopefully they can't move 50 feet up in the air, but a lot of people can fly. So, hey, y'all monks are real bad. Don't play one. but. <laughs> I mean, the unicorn can move 100 feet per second, so a lot of things can still hit me here, but just in case, this is safer than not. Okay. Okay. This is going to hurt. (laughs) AC19. DM's looking at me like I'm going to (laughs) die. You got a 29. Oh, gosh. To hit. Oh, gosh. Ow. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say there. Let me get the dice. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I had 64 hit points left.
2: Don't worry, Olive. I'll reanimate you.
3: <laughs> Yay, necromancer
0: uh, friend. Yeah. So, listeners, I did grab a second bag of dice. Um, I didn't think I was going to have to use them because I already
3: have like four sets out. You know, Yeesh. if Olive dies, I think you're the one person who really should be the one to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Revenge,
0: <laughs> avenging Sitar. That's my char- That's my DM character arc.
3: Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about creating a paladin, so I might, uh-uh. I might have a half-baked character idea to go with. I also was thinking about doing a grandma rogue, but then I read up on some real grandma rogues and it's actually just really depressing to be ignored, even when you have people's valuables.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like the idea. <laughs> it's
3: a great idea, but it's usually because they're an ignored minority person, so it's actually like super depressing.
4: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So you're very lucky,
0: about half the dice rolled minimum damage, um, but it is still 28
3: points of damage. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Doris Payne, if you guys want to hear about a real grandma rogue in real life. Doris Payne. Okay, 20, how, 28 damage? Yes. All right. Um, What did he do to me to bring me down to 36 hit points? Well, as you are passing, he grabs you by your tail... It just slams you on the ground really hard. Oh, gosh! <laughs> uh, you hear a breaking sound from my rib cage, and I scramble up with one hand, clutch the immovable rod. With the rest of me, I'm just, like, wincing in pain as he took out half of my health in one ground <laughs> slam. Whew, ouch, I found the missing god. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Aaron and Nesgrax, you just essentially watched Olive almost get killed. Oh! Yeah, you said you said we
1: could try to intervene here, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I will give you the opportunity to intervene.
1: Okay, uh, Aaron is going to rush up to the four-armed man, and he is going to grab onto his waist and look up at him make his eyes really, really big and say, please, mister, she didn't mean it. She, She's having a very bad day. We're very lost and confused. And this is a festival of love. Surely violence isn't what you're here for. And he blinks several times. Is this, is this a performance? I feel like it's a performance.
0: I feel like it's a performance as well. Well, wait, wait, wait. Are you... How tall are you?
1: I'm very short. I'm looking up at him through my eyelashes as they flutter.
0: No, wait. How tall are you? This is important.
1: Like five foot. E- yeah, uh, roughly five foot.
0: Okay. So yeah, he's about a foot and a half over you. I just wanted to make sure like the height would work because it wouldn't work if you were like 6'6". Six, six. You'd be looking at each other's eyes. i It would five, be a very four. different kind of scene. Um, <laughs> he looks down at you and is just kind of like... uh, So roll either... I guess it would be performance because you don't actually know what all of said. So it's not like you're trying to hide a lie.
1: No. Um, and I'm just, I'm just projecting the performance of the, the innocent waif who just can, can offer things besides violence. 18 plus 13. That's a 31.
0: Okay. She says, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: just a 31. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't expect you all to fi- pick a fight with a God. Okay.
1: Yeah. get yeah, me neither.
3: I make bad choices. He, he <laughs> I called her a whore, and he didn't defend her, and he was okay with the mob killing her. He's like, I, I don't know. I, I'm the player, and Olive want to stand up against slut shaming quite a lot and hurt people who are for it.
0: That's that's fair. Um, so he is. I'm not going to say utterly convinced, but he kind of smiles at you like you're entertaining, just kind of, you know, like in a. You know, like, in the stereotypical high school movies where, like, they have the hot jock football player who's, like, a jerk, but it's like, truly a jerk and not, like, the bo- boy next door? That's what he's smirking at you like. And he's like, fine, I will leave them alone, but I do suggest delivering the baby. And then he disappears in a
2: poof
3: of smoke.
2: Wow. <laughs>
3: Scary! was <laughs> <laughs> like, Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> what the heck was that? I think we need a rest.
2: I unpeel olive from the from the pavement. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like,
3: I'm I'm fifty feet up in the air.
2: Oh, you're in the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, are you, you're against you're against the brick wall?
3: There's an immovable rod that if you yeah. push. Here, I'll read it to you. Oh, but I th- a I thought cool. he
2: grabbed you. I thought he grabbed you on your way up.
3: Yeah, yeah, and then, then
0: I, I scrambled s- away. Yeah. yeah, I was going to oh, say, basically okay. what happened is she went to scramble, she yeah. grabbed
3: her, slammed her down, and then let her scramble up the wall.
2: Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sure. Sorry. I don't
3: think uh, an attack of opportunity stops your movement, does it?
1: It does not. Cool.
3: But yeah, then I run down the side of the building after the guy poofs away, and I, I'm like holding my ribs wincing, and I'm like, oh, what was
4: that? <sighs>
2: Uh, yeah. I think uh, we found the lost god that everyone's been talking about.
3: <laughs> but that one hates love.
1: That's probably why he's lost. We need to find him. We need to reinvigorate his his appetite for love. Hmm.
3: love that. Alright. Wholeness of body. As an action, I can regain hit points equal to three times my monk level once per long rest. I was down like 28 hit points and I put my meditative pose on and in six seconds have regained 30 hit points and I'm back to full. Yeah. Let's teach him about love, I say, and shake off all of my broken ribs. (laughs) Oh, that hurt like a (laughs) (laughs) bitch. Ow, I'm fine now.
2: (laughs) Well, um, I mean, I would love to, you know, play matchmaker with this guy, but um, he just sort of poofed away and I don't know where he went and who, you know.
3: Oh, yeah, he did say some other stuff I should share with you guys. So he said, oh, the baby that arrived at the doorstep of the guild is to be delivered to the top of the mountain. And that we are its sentinels, and that our relationship is not likely to survive us delivering it there, and we really shouldn't die out of the way there, but it's likely. Also, don't touch the baby if you haven't yet, because that's what, like, assigns you to be its sentinels. So, Nesgrex, you are... Oh, no, that's both of you. Neskrex and Aaron. All right, so... Mm. You might be attacked by things. Okay. And I think I'm... I haven't touched whiskey yet, so I, I'm not one of its sentinels, so keep in mind if anything treats you two differently than it treats me it might be magically because of this
1: I don't know if I've touched that baby either did I pick it up I think I just like lifted the thing and was like oh a baby and handed it off like the basket yeah I don't think I touched that baby
2: I think I'm trying to remember I mm, the baby started crying and so then I think I took it out of the ask it.
0: Yeah, so Aaron,
3: you are in the clear then. (laughs) Poor Nesgrax. Okay. (laughs) Oh, that's perfect. If there's only one sentinel, then it can't ruin your relationship with the other sentinels. Loophole.
2: Hey, (laughs) alright. We'll take it. (laughs) The only thing I have to fear is ruining my relationship with myself.
3: And that's already already garbage. Which
2: is totally uh, in the dumpster. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) No problem. (laughs) Okay, nobody touch this baby. Everyone jump on this unicorn. (laughs) Let's get to the top (laughs) of this thing and uh, figure out what's going on.
3: Yeah. It's good that it provided its own travel. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Are you guys headed to the temple then?
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Wonderful.
0: So as you guys get higher and higher up the mountain, um, for those of you that live on mountains, ranges like the Rocky Mountains... Um, Or if you've ever been to a national park with mountains and you go hiking, you get this feeling when there's going to be thunderstorms and it's like a buzz in your skin. And that means you should run away and get down the mountain as fast as possible because lightning's going to strike. And that is exactly the feeling that these three are getting, four are getting as they ride up the mountain.
2: Hmm. Okay. All right, guys. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I think it'll be fine.
4: (laughs) Yeah. I'm
3: fully healed. Why not?
1: (laughs) Are there actual storm clouds
0: brewing? Yes. Um, And as you get higher, it gets quieter. So you don't hear bugs. You can hear the hoof beats of the unicorn, but you don't hear thunder. You don't see any lightning. It's just static and clouds.
1: Okay. If it gets more stormy, just I can take over any storm that's available for 10 minutes so what oh. that's that thunder if there's already a storm i can take over that storm and what control it for is that? 10
4: so cool
1: i know right this is one of those magical secrets i can take a spell from any class two of them actually that is call lightning um nice. if you are outdoors in stormy conditions when you cast this spell the spell gives you control over the existing storm and create instead of creating a new one under such conditions the spell damage the spell's damage increases by 1d10
3: that's so cool. Oh, that's a
0: dream. Yeah. There.
3: Yeah. Wonderful. So as you guys come
0: up to the entrance to the temple, um, it is very overgrown with plants that are so green, like a dark green, that they almost seem black. And the entrance door is cracked open in a literal sense. There is a giant crack through the wooden door.
1: Can I see through it?
0: Yes. Would you like to do a perception check?
1: Okay. three can i use my passive perception
0: if it's higher yes
1: Uh, yes it's higher Uh if it's higher my goodness i think it's 12 oh no passive is nine okay
0: okay um you see darkness does anyone else would
3: like to perceive (laughs) hey nesgrix can you see in
4: there
2: oh you mean with my i don't have dark vision or anything no, uh, yeah, let me, let me check. I, I roll a perception. Oh, I, God.
3: I light a torch to help you, um, and I throw the torch inside the entrance, like, just like, not like to burn the place down, but just like next to the hole to like light it. I don't know. Hmm, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I toss it in there. If it burns the place down, it burns the place down. I toss it through <laughs> the hole. This is why I keep burning buildings down, you guys.
2: <laughs>
1: um, you know I have precipitation. I can make a light. Ooh.
2: Well, I I rolled a uh, I rolled a five. <laughs> uh,
0: you see a stick standing up in the stones.
2: A stick standing up, like I'm, I don't see a, a stick like stand up. I see a stick in the stones. Yeah, it's, like yes, it's standing. It's not standing. It's it's not getting up. Like it's a stick man.
0: No, it's not a stick fan. Okay, it's just like cool. a tree branch that fell. <laughs> okay. You also have a unicorn that glows that you could let mm. ride in there if you would like. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Oh, I've, I've got another idea. I could send in, um, my dog, Dan. I have a faithful hound. Uh, yeah, I'll go ahead. I'll cast faithful hound. So, uh, my faithful hound is a phantom watchdog. Okay um so let's see uh da, 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 da. uh he's invisible to all creatures except me, and can't be harmed uh when a small or larger creature comes within thirty feet of it without first speaking the password that I specify uh then the hound starts barking loudly, he sees invisible creatures and can see into the ethereal plane and ignore illusions um. And he can bite people if they're within five feet of me. So that probably uh, I thought I'm sorry. I thought he had dark vision, but apparently he can only see invisible things. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I well, conjured Dan.
3: How many things are invisible in darkness, right? that They're not visible there.
2: Oh, good. Yeah. True.
3: That is true.
0: Um, he does not alert you to anything. He does grab the stick, though, and bring it to you.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
3: good boy. Uh,
2: by the way, the password is uh, Nutmeg. Does everybody just say Nutmeg, please. Nutmeg. 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 Okay. Duly noted. Cool. I think whiskey will be okay. Right, Dan?
3: Goo <laughs> goo
0: gaga. Dan, <laughs> this is like, okay. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: This happy babbling baby. Uh, so do you guys enter into the temple?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so.
3: I examine the stick. (laughs) It's a stick. (laughs) It's just a tree branch that fell down. Oh, (laughs) I thought it was a sword and a stone. Okay, yeah, I go in the temple.
1: I thought it was too.
3: No, it was a stick.
0: (laughs) 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 Okay, uh, entering into the temple, the front entrance is lit um, by some light glowing, what looks to be paint on the wall. And there are two arrows, one pointing to the left and one pointing to the right. Mm.
1: I feel like our our guild has good luck with left.
0: Yeah.
2: Should we ask Whiskey? Probably. Whiskey, which way should we go? Left or right? Come on, buddy.
0: Do you, like, put him on the floor?
3: Or are you still going to carry him? Mm. Oh, I know. I go over to the arrow on the left and I say, Peekaboo! Does he smile? He does. I go over to the arrow on the right and I say, <gasps> Peekaboo! Does he smile? He does not.
2: Ooh, okay. Left it is. Nice one, Aleph. Okay, thanks, Whiskey. Left it is, guys.
1: Who says we can't understand babies? <laughs>
3: <laughs> we can teach it sign language.
0: <laughs> yeah, you could. Um, okay, so uh, what is the marching order?
3: Olive first. She dodges good.
2: Yeah. Um I'll follow behind Olive. Uh yeah, I'll I'll be in the back with the baby and the unicorn and my dog.
3: <laughs> and if anything comes up behind you, the dog will let you know, so that is the safest. Yeah, true. That is a very good route.
0: Um, Olive, I'ma need a perception check. Twenty-two. Okay. Um you notice on the floor. There is a block of stone that seems different from the others. You can't exactly tell why your brain tell tell why your brain is like mmm danger, but your brain is like mmm
3: danger. I throw out my hand. Uh, I was watching Seinfeld recently, and apparently this is a way to like feel up people. I did not know that. I'm not trying to feel you up. I'm just saying stop.
2: Oh, I know. Yeah, like when you're in the car and you have to stop suddenly, you put your yeah. hand in front of somebody to keep yeah. them from flying forward. Yeah, but sometimes it looks like you're grabbing a boob. Yeah.
3: George's dad uses that as a move. So I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not doing that, but I am preventing <laughs> yeah. Aaron from dying. I'm
1: sorry. What did what, what did you say, Olive?
3: I know, right? Isn't that weird that that's like a a hit on people method that you like brake check so you like slam on your brakes? No, like before that. Oh. What?
1: Never mind. It was a <laughs> bit. <laughs> oh, okay. You were going to say stop. In the name of... No, okay. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say hammer time. I was ready. Okay. okay. That uh, that works too. Stop. Yeah.
3: <laughs> In the name of love. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Okay. Um, oh, then, she
1: dropped it. Okay. Oh.
3: Huh? <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um. So I prevent my friends from stepping on the brick by physically halting their movement. Do You just tell them, don't step here. I say go back to the entrance, like a few hundred feet to the entrance, and I'm going to try to press on it from a distance myself. Okay? Okay. So I have some darts that I can throw, and I assume that doing damage means they're also imparting a few newtons of force, right? As if to emulate a foot stepping. So by hitting that brick with a dart, I hope to make it attack empty air instead of the party that's that i i like it that's go for it how many darts do you have 30 i make them out of local cats (laughs) gross Um, (laughs) if you can hit three of them i will say
0: it's triggered okay how
3: far back are you standing 20 feet without getting disadvantage or 60 feet if i'm just going for the disadvantage so um, let's kay. let's roll some dice at disadvantage and see how many of these darts I go through initially before being like, "All right, I'm moving closer."
2: <laughs> just standing there throwing darts, just <laughs> disadvantage
3: much. means you get some natural ones. That's 28, a, oh,
2: okay. 29, <laughs> 30.
3: Okay, on, <laughs> on the second dart, I get nineteen to hit. On the second yes, dart, yes, that hits. Okay. And then it says I do a D4 of piercing damage, so two. Okay. You got to hit three of them. Oh, my gosh. This is going to take I step 20 feet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm blowing all my darts. Like seven darts later, I get the third hit. <laughs> oh, man. I'm 20 feet away from it, and it took me nine darts total. What was the second hit? It was an 18 on the dice, and then this one was a 21, so I figured it yeah hit. Yes. You just got to beat a 15. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well then, yeah. It might not take me that many darts, but yeah. I, I'm i 20 okay. feet away from the, the stone because I got sick of throwing darts from 60 feet. <laughs> <laughs> At disadvantage. Okay. So you
0: hit three times and all of a sudden you hear this huge roar and the walls come crumbling in with big, like the big stone blocks. So that way is now blocked.
3: Oh, dang.
2: Mm, I've got stone shape if we really want to go that way, but... Hmm. I don't understand as as why. Not... Why would Whiskey want us to go this way? What are you doing, Whiskey?
1: <laughs> Maybe we just weren't supposed to step on that panel.
3: Oops. I'm so mm. smart that I blocked our path. <laughs> <laughs> you could always go to the right.
1: I, yeah. I guess we got it now.
2: Yeah.
3: My bad, guys. I should have just been, like, step over that one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Live and learn. It's okay, Aleph. You've potentially saved our lives.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't get squished by the walls. We That's didn't true. get
2: squished. Yeah.
3: Could be worse. See? See, you should have more confidence in yourself because you make the people around you feel good.
2: Oh, oh, thanks.
3: You also have a very squishy baby with you, and that could have been very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look at that. See, we're not dead and we still have a path to go down. All right, we yep. all go right. Yep.
0: Okay. As you go to the right, it also turns to the left and you come to another fork where you can go left or you can go right.
2: Oh boy. Well, I
0: stand
3: in front of the left arrow and I go peekaboo. <laughs> he frowns. Oh. Stand in front of the right arrow and I go peekaboo.
0: He frowns again.
4: Oh.
2: Oh boy. Oh, uh, geez, Louise. Well, if neither way is good, I guess we just have to sort of pick one. Look, let's go left. Okay, we like left. Let's just stick with left. Be consistent. See what happens.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm down for that. Okay, Olive, I'll follow you.
0: Okay. As you guys go left, you do yet another left, and yet another left, and then, yeah, and then right. I have a physical map, listeners, so (laughs) if I pause, it's because I'm checking directions. Um, And as you continue down, you are not finding any traps, but you do find another wall of rubble.
2: Oh.
3: I wonder if this is the back of the rubble that we created, and this would have been a shortcut.
2: Yeah, hopefully. It would be a little bit sort of, like, Not very creative if all the traps were just rubble falling. (laughs) So, yeah, maybe. Hopefully it's not like someone else just made another wall of rubble fall down before us.
3: Oh, no, yeah, they might be trapped under it. Olive does a perception check for tapping sounds for someone trapped under the rubble.
1: I will also do a perception check to look for blood seeping out from under these stones. Hmm. Twelve.
3: There is no blood.
0: Twenty-three. There is no tapping. And with the 23 I will give you, you can assume that this is the back end of the collapse you caused.
3: I see the cat spine dart from earlier. (laughs) One of the ones that missed and skittered along the hallway. I pick it up and re-add it to my inventory. Yes, that. Yes, you do. Um, So yes,
0: that is the back end. So where are you going now?
2: Um... What what are our options? We're we're behind the original pile of rebel. Are we at a fork now or anything?
0: Um nope, you're in the middle of a hallway. Um so you could go back to that fork and take the other direction.
2: Oh okay. Oh, so there's no way out for us here. We're at like a dead end. Correct. Okay, gotcha.
0: You dead ended yourselves.
2: Okay. Yourselves. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go let's get back there and go right, I guess.
0: Okay, so as you guys go right, there's another right, and then a left, um, and it's dimly lit, um, so you can kind of see where you're going, but there's enough shadows to be like, ooh, there could be something hiding there. And then you <clears throat> come to, um, there's a split off, there's a door to your left, or you could continue forward to a turn. I say doorway. It's it's a doorway, not a door.
1: Uh, definitely the doorway. I like new and exciting things. <laughs>
0: Are you leading, Aaron?
1: No, I am pushing Olive through the doorway. (laughs) (laughs) She's larger than me. I have to really put my shoulder like, ah, ah, ah.
3: (laughs) I'm like, oh, back rub. Yes. (laughs) Oh, I should go? Okay. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Perception check, please, with advantage. Non-natural 20.
1: Good job.
0: Great. Again, you see a section of stone larger than the last one um, that From judging from the look of the room, won't cause another collapse, but would dump you down. Stop. And I throw out my arm. In the name of love.
3: (laughs) 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 Um, It's also a dead end. I point out the stone, the fact that it's a dead end, and I say some suspicions about the floor might collapse. And then Ah. I go and, like, I I turn around, and to the baby I go, peekaboo, to see if it wants to kill me. (laughs) Peekaboo! It smiles. Aw, this baby wants me to step on a trap and fall to my doom. Um, can you guys exit this room, please, just for a moment? Yeah, alright. I do.
1: Sure. (laughs) I'm going to activate my boots of flying, and then tap the, uh, the, the trap.
0: Okay. Um, As you do that, the floor falls and there's a giant slide of rubble and what you would have assumed been you guys as it slides down and out of sight.
1: Is there like an opening now or?
0: Yes, it's like a giant metal slide.
1: Can I see where it goes?
0: Still flying? Yeah. Yeah, there'd be room for you to fly down there. Yeah, you can go.
1: Yeah, I'm just going to check it out real quick.
0: Okay. You fly down. It takes you, like, mm, two minutes or so, and you pop up outside the temple again.
1: Oh, I will fly right back up that, that tunnel.
0: Great. What do you tell your companions where you ended up?
1: Yeah. I'm like, right, guys, yeah, there's a big metal slide, but it just dumps you outside the, te- the temple. That's not the right way. Oh, but It okay. might be a good escape route. It could be a really fun escape route if we need it. I could even do the decanter of endless water. We could make this a water slide. <laughs> I'm just saying.
3: Ah, <laughs> uh, free waterside. I love it. Normally you have to pay like 20 gold to get on these things.
1: Uh-huh. We can get one for free. Just, you know, hold on to me so I can fly us out with, at, 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 at at the end.
3: Flying makes sliding down hills, sledding, and water slides just infinitely better.
1: <laughs> and safer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I care about your safety.
3: <laughs> Yay. All
1: right. Let's go. oh
0: you go back down the hallway and up you can see from where you're standing there is a very ornate and fancy door that's colored in blue and gold and there's also a hallway to your left so there's like or you could continue straight so you have three options you can go left to the fancy door left down a dark hallway or straight where there's a corner
1: you guys we have to pick the fancy door
2: I know. look at <laughs> it yeah yeah Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we have to do the fancy door. Yeah, of course. Fancy door.
3: As the most dodgeable dodge, dodging, dodge, able?
2: Dodgeful. I would have said dodgeful. dodgeful.
3: (laughs) That, That sounds right. All right. As the most dodgeful member of the party, I go up to the door first. And if I'm not stopped by traps, I reach out and turn the handle. Nothing happens. Oh, is it locked?
0: No, the handle turns. Oh. Do you push on it to open it? Yes. It opens. And there is darkness in front of you. I throw a torch
3: in there. It's an empty hallway. Mm -hmm. Do you continue through it? I start walking down the empty hallway.
1: Checking for traps, right?
3: Yep, checking for traps, and I pick up my torch. Okay. Um, As you continue down this
0: hallway, there seems to be an alcove that you pass- that has two statues and, like, a fountain. And the fountain is still running, but one of the statues has been, like, beheaded. Uh, <laughs> and you...
1: What does the statue look like?
0: Uh, so these two statues are um, fox people. I think they're technically called kitsune. Um, and, well, no, not quite kitsune. They are people with the bottom half. They're, like, bipedal foxes. But their faces are human, and they have fox ears and a fox tail. And they're facing each other and facing this fountain. And one of their heads is, like, on the floor.
1: Okay.
3: And they're made of marble. Can you mend?
1: I can mend that, yeah. Can you hold it in place for me?
3: All right. Olive holds the head in place.
1: I cast Mending.
0: As the stone crawls together and kind of flows, I would imagine a little bit like water, um, because it is marble... Uh, the fountain seems to gurgle and glow a little bit, and lights start to light up down the hallway.
1: Mm. Can I do an arcana check on the fountain?
0: Yes. Eighteen. So you, from your performance and just kind of, while you were at the store, you kind of read some of the books that were sitting there, um, or some of the pamphlets, and you know that patrons of this temple come up here when it's not the Festival of Love, of course with their potential matches so they're people they would like to be in a relationship with and this fountain tests their compatibility so if you are a compatible match um whether that be you know two people five people whatever um then the fountain will bestow you a blessing for a year and in that year good things happen to you um or if you're not a match uh things go horribly wrong in your life
1: uh yeah okay let's keep going guys
0: do not want. <laughs> Quickly, what's the question? Okay, so as you continue down, there's another left turn. And then there's a dark corner. I'm going to need
3: dexterity saving throws from all of you. Oh, right. no. I wasn't far enough ahead of you guys. Eight. That's a 14 for me.
1: Uh, that's a 10 for me.
3: <laughs> uh, you all
0: are wished away. And it kind of fades to dark, and when you wake up, you are within a chamber, and you are all sitting in chairs and glass boxes. Welcome to the love test, or the relationship
3: test, I should say. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's much better than what could have happened to us for failing a dexterity saving throw. (laughs) I'm glad I didn't get crushed by rocks you know it could have been crushed by rocks you're right you're right (laughs)
0: um so these glass boxes you can't really see much you can see each other you're all like facing each other in a triangle and in the middle there's a podium and it's like a you know on the stages where like circles rise up to bring the singer in um one of those is rising up with a microphone and up comes the four-armed blue um god which i mean you guys assume he's a god um, and he pops up with a microphone and he says, Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's you. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> uh, he winks back at that one.
2: Where's Whiskey?
0: Oh, he's safe for now. Um, and that's all he's going to tell you. You do not see Whiskey.
2: Okay. What do you want, Goro?
0: Ah, uh, He smiles and he says, Well, in order to pass this test and to retrieve the child again, you must answer three questions correct about each of you. So, uh, listeners, before just so you have a little bit here, uh, I had these guys fill out a form so they don't know the answers ahead of time. Uh, They all had to answer the same questions. He hits a button in the middle um, and Nezgrax, I will give you this because you're very familiar. Nezgrax and Aaron, you're like, yeah, that was for show. It's He's literally doing this with magic Um, and a light flashes around in each of the boxes and eventually it lands on Olive. So, Olive, your box goes dark and you can't hear or see anything. Um, The other two, you see uh, the man look at you and he says, well, your first questions are about your compatriot, um, who surprisingly was a bit sturdier than I thought. And didn't die, but can you guess the question? The answer correctly. And then I got to do some rolls. Okay, so your question is, in regards to Olive, would she choose love or money?
2: Love. Yeah, love. I'll go love. Yeah.
0: Correct. And he looks a little disappointed, but he's still like doing like the TV show smile. Um, Olive, your thing lights up again, and a green light flashes. Yay, and green is hits- good. Yes, green is good.
4: He I'm hits green, the button. you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Good logic, Olive. I love Olive. Um, the light lights up again, and this time it lands on... Nobody. It lands on... Aaron. So, Aaron, you are plunged into darkness. You can't see or hear anything. And the other two, what is Aaron's favorite color? Blue.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't know him all that well, but he is blue, isn't he? So, <laughs> yeah, let's go with blue.
0: Now the god looks a little upset and he says, that is correct.
2: <laughs> hey, all right.
0: <laughs> um, and then the light lights up. Aaron, you see green light, which means they got two correct. And the light lights up on Nezgrax, which means Nezgrax, you are plunged into darkness, and your question is what is Nezgrax's favorite food? Oh, darn
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm. I mean, I feel like this is gonna be really random.
3: I feel like this is gonna be alcohol.
1: <laughs> you think
3: um I mean it or mushrooms. I
2: think mushrooms he's that is like banging on the glass like <laughs> screaming <laughs> is the answer
3: oh no okay oh, well, No, he doesn't either, know what
2: the question is does he yeah
3: <laughs> it's either really I, fancy food because he used to be a noble it might be alcohol because he's got a problem or it might be hallucinogenic mushrooms so do you gonna go with the most recent I, one which
2: is <laughs> i can't give a hint can i
3: Nope.
1: Okay. Uh, I think I think he would be a little too literal to choose alcohol if the question is food. So yeah. I think mushrooms is a perfectly fine answer.
3: Okay. We're going to go with mushroom rice pilaf, DM. And the god cackles
0: in glee and says, wrong. And the little room lights back up for you, Nesgrax, and it's red.
3: Nesgrax, what was your favorite food?
2: Pickles, obviously.
4: I. Uh- <laughs>
3: Uh, So he
0: hits the button and he says, ooh, bonus round. And the light lights up on Aaron. Aaron, you are plunged into darkness and cannot hear anything or see anything. And the question
3: is, what is Aaron's ideal first date? Oh, I know the answer to this. Olive takes out her sketch pad and draws a nine-inch cylinder of water.
2: (laughs) Yeah, okay, what she said. (laughs)
3: Uh, or walk on the beach and and dinner and a movie and a cuddle, <laughs> but no, his answer would be a nice uh, of water.
2: I I'm going with the water dildo. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> I love how he knows it's a dildo. Okay.
3: <laughs> I
0: I mean, yeah. The god says he's like, <laughs> I guess <laughs> that qualifies as the answer. And the room lights up green, and he disappears, and you all. Fade to black and then pop back into the hallway. <laughs> I
3: know him well.
2: What What were the actual words?
0: Yeah, Island Beach Orgy. orgy? I mean, close oh, well, enough. That's, that's that
2: you had it. All the elements were there. Yeah, dancing on Mykonos,
1: just everybody having a good time becomes a better time. That's a great first date. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we've broken our dm
1: <laughs> I, <laughs> I really hope she would have to read these out out loud during this session
0: <laughs> th- that's not the one i, I you know what okay
4: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um okay and at your feet playing happily with some rocks is baby whiskey
4: okay hey
1: whiskey can we examine the rocks?
0: If you roll above a one.
1: Oh, th- that's where I get the nat 20, of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're rocks. They're, they're okay. particularly just smooth rocks that he's playing with and babbling about. Okay. Uh, wonderful. Do you pick him up or are you just going to kind of pull him along?
1: I point at Neskrex. Uh,
2: Yeah. Okay. I, I pick up um, Whiskey.
0: He claps happily, and trotting down the hallway comes the unicorn, who has oh, kind of wandered off during that time. Um, as you guys, I'm assuming you guys are continuing forward. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay. You guys continue forward, and then you come to another door. And this door has written in um, common. Yep, written in common. It says, only those pure of heart and purged of secrets may enter the stronghold of the great Kami
3: all right kid it was fun bringing you here (laughs) i hope you have a nice life enjoy your magical unicorn why
4: do
1: you have secrets
3: i'm not pure of heart remember
1: of course you are
3: i burn places down (laughs) well so i've killed people (laughs) i mean i have questionable understanding of the word
1: consent we i just it's fine we're still we we're still relatively pure.
2: What did it say? It said only those who are
0: pure of heart or purged of secrets may enter the stronghold of the great Kami. Or if you would,
3: <laughs> <laughs> or okay, all right, I guess I could purge of secrets. Right, that's an option.
1: What secrets you got?
3: Do you get closer to the door? Um. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Nesgrex. You have really oh. low self-confidence. I think that you are pure of heart. Why don't you try to open that door?
2: Uh, okie dokie. I thank you for <laughs> your confidence, Olive. Okay, I, I try to open the door.
0: Um. So you put your hand on the door and you fall through. Oh. And we're going to deal with that in a second. Olive and Aaron, your compatriot, just whooshed through a door wow he is very pure of heart
2: was i holding whiskey at the time so whiskey came through with me
0: yes whiskey came through with you
1: okay Aaron is gonna poke the door
0: a you know like on old telephones like earpiece and like how you can pull it off one of those appears like an old-timey telephone mouthpiece appears
1: oh i am not pure of heart i need to uh, unload a secret um i'm going to whisper into it um i compensate for my lack of self-identity and self-awareness with overt sexuality
0: jesus christ that's a big secret um (laughs) (laughs) all right yeah the door
3: if you're still touching the door it flashes and you whoosh through (laughs) Uh Olive's all alone. There's no one here beside me. I touch the door. You whoosh through. Yay. Aw. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, so
0: it's in this door, now that you all are standing there, uh you see sitting on a throne an exact replica of one of those statues. Uh, and it looks like Um this a um, person sitting there is has, you know, the bottom half of a fox, is bipedal, has a tail and has fox ears, but a human face, and their fur is orange. And they just kind of smile at you and say, hello, mortals. Sup?
1: <laughs> Are you
2: immortal?
0: I see you have brought back my brother's pet.
2: Pet? Are you talking about whiskey here?
0: Uh, yes. Are you still holding whiskey? Yeah. There's, like, a flash of light in your hands, and you're now holding a fox.
2: Oh, okay.
0: It's a very calm fox. Like, it's chill in your arms. It's like, sup, I like you.
2: Okay. Does he still have the hearts on him?
0: No, he does not.
2: Okay. Uh, whiskey?
0: Uh, yes, that is his name. He seems to have lost his collar. Do you know where that went?
2: His collar. Wait, it's not the belt, is it?
3: It might be the red satin that was in the basket or red blanket that was in the basket.
2: Uh I guess it could be. Uh let's see, did I bring that? I would have I would have wrapped him in something.
3: Or the tag you picked
2: up. Or the oh, tag. Yeah. Yes, the tag. I have it right here in my pocket. Literal <laughs> yeah. dog
3: tags. Oh my gosh.
0: The voice of God comes from on high. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Remember the tags. Yes. uh, The God takes it and he says, I sent him out to go find his master, but obviously I was not successful. Have you happened to have seen my brother?
1: What's he look like?
0: That's a good question. He's such a trickster. He likes to change form, but he's fallen off of the wagon. I could say Um, he's fallen to his darker nature. Which has been causing chaos, as you can see, to our rubble pile.
1: Yeah, we found him.
0: Excellent. Did you bring him with you? He's in the temple.
1: He is. He just tested us.
3: Ah. Well, I suppose you would like some rewards. No, we just want your brother not to be a jerk. I mean, yeah, rewards too. But also, like, that guy's a jerk. He hates love.
1: He needs more love in his life. I need... He, give me 10 minutes in a room with him he, he'll he be he'll be back on board
3: very concerned very very concerned but like <laughs> seriously he's
1: why are you concerned he didn't hurt me
3: he's violent your brother is rude your brother is
1: you hit him first
3: he's slut shaming people and he's encouraging angry mobs like he did something in the air that made that whole crowd want to throw stones at that lady
1: mm. we can work on him
3: We can work on him with our fists. (laughs) How'd that go? Not well. Okay,
1: then. (laughs) How did my version go?
3: We could try it, actually. I'm up for that now. Okay. Did you happen to fix the statues outside?
1: We did.
0: Ah. And he grins and he sits back and he says, and he like counts down on his hands, like a three, two, one, and then there's a flash of light and standing before you, but not not is not the man you've seen before with the four arms it's another fox person um and this one is
3: blue
1: i know who that is
3: the same shade as the guy with four arms yes the Hmm. same exact shade okay i run up next to him and lean casually beside him he looks down and is like
0: (laughs) you summoned me what's up your butt
1: (laughs) Aaron walks over and leans on the other side of him Then says, clearly not enough. We can work on that.
0: <laughs> uh, the god looks like petulant, like a child. And he says, damn it, you fixed the statues, didn't you?
1: Yeah. Well, Aaron, is did. going to, Aaron is going to link fingers with him and says, yes, and we can fix you too.
0: That's so sweet in such a creepy way.
3: Um,
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's Aaron, yes.
3: <laughs> that so creepy so sweet <laughs> uh, and he looks at you're you guys I think you're just a little forward <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> uh, he looks between the two of you and says well I guess my reign of terror is over since you fixed the damaged statue and he's very like petulant but like in a way that look. I mean he's like a fox person so his little ears are like twitching and his tail is switch is like switch switching back and forth, swishing, swishing back and forth, uh, and he's just very upset, but you get the vibe, olive, that he's not gonna attack you, uh, and he's not as angsty, I guess as he was when you saw him in town. Did someone break your statue, or did you do that to yourself, and the orange fox person pops up and he says he did it himself the petulant child of about every 500 years or so he goes through this little rebellion where love means nothing and if you break the statue then you break the hold this place has on us and then it kind of goes a little wonky as you would say but thank you for returning my brother and his pet even though again your journey here may not have been necessary but at least we have
3: whiskey back home would you like your prizes now Olive wants a moment alone with the blue petulant fox. So she like leans in and she's like, did she say the hold it has on you? Did she say that?
4: <laughs>
0: uh, yes, that's how we became trapped here and how we bless this town. Like, I don't even know how many millennium ago. Some wizard trapped us here with those statues. And know. every time I break it, some idiot comes and fixes it and brings me back. I see. Which of these doors leads to the statues? Uh, there's one door behind you, and you can like backtrack through the thing. Stealth. <laughs> I just want to slip out. Okay. Uh, are you trying to sneak out like before the gods, or are you just trying yeah, to like?
3: That's a thirteen to hide from my party members and the gods. I'm I'm a monk, not a thief. <laughs> uh, um, roll
1: perception okay
3: yeah (laughs) i just see olive stomp out (laughs) of the room
1: well i got an 18 (laughs) yeah but i'm gonna let her i'm uh where where what is this god's name i feel like i shouldn't just keep calling him daddy
0: (laughs) do you ask him his name
1: i do for that Uh, reason
0: they both bow to you and they and the orange one says i am reiko and the blue one says i am shoko Shoko? Yes.
1: Uh uh I jump up into his arms and again just look up through the eyelashes and say, "You know, your reign of terror doesn't have to be over. We can we can terrorize together."
3: He's blushing now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nezgrogs, do you react to me walking down the hallway?
2: Uh I rolled a 21, so I definitely saw you. <laughs> but uh No, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to say, um, if you don't mind, do you think maybe I could come back and visit Whiskey every once in a while, just check up on him, make sure he's doing okay?
0: Well, of course. He is, uh, one of our messengers. He wanders as he pleases, and I... Because you're still holding him, right? You haven't put him down? Uh, yeah. And, uh... Shoko looks at you and says, Uh, he very much so likes you, which is very impressive. He doesn't like a lot of people. You must be a very kind person. Uh, I'm sure he will find his way to your home eventually. He is kind of annoying like that.
2: Oh, well, okay. Great. Okay, yeah, you you find me when you're ready, Whiskey, and, uh, yeah, we'll hang out, okay?
0: Are you still holding him? <laughs> Are you just like, we'll uh, oh, hang out?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I let him go. I, I... Place him gently on the floor.
0: He runs to the, kind of like a cat, runs to the throne and just, like, curls up and goes to sleep. He's had a long day. Um, okay, so, Olive, you have snuck out. Where are you headed? To the statues. Are you sneaking to the statues? Like, trying to sneak up on the statues? I'm dashing to the statues. Okay. (laughs) Um, well... You arrive at the statues, they are still glowing,
3: and so is
0: the pool of water. What do you do? I pick up
3: her statue, Reiko's, the orange foxes, and I dash it to the ground, splintering it into hundreds of pieces. Roll a strength check. It's a 10 athletics strength check. It bounces and is whole. No, I'm kidding.
0: Uh, <laughs> I mean, you didn't pass, but it... <laughs> flashes it flashes brightly uh and doesn't get damaged but it doesn't even look like it hit
3: the floor and it's back where it started oh, okay i punch it a lot <laughs> i can punch two times per six seconds so i can punch one punch per three seconds literally there is no limit to how long i can punch one punch per three seconds <laughs> uh, okay so olive is like
0: magically illiterate right yeah, super. At what point, how long is she sitting there punching it before she realizes, huh, this might be magical?
3: About five minutes, yeah. It, it, it takes Okay, a while. yeah. And I'm like, oh man, I've really practiced a lot of punches. <laughs> oh, this is not effective. Um, I, I take the statues, both of them with me, and I go back to the room with the gods.
0: Okay. Um, As you enter the room, they look at you and they're like, uh... What are you doing with the statues?
4: <laughs>
0: I tried to break them, but I'm bad at that. Ah, uh, um, this is a temple of love and relationships. Attacking them yourself was probably not the best idea.
1: Mm. Ooh, ooh, we can do this. Everybody, link hands.
0: Okay, I link hands.
2: Okay? <laughs> link hands? Yeah. The
0: fox comes and sits at Ned Scrax's feet. It's like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, we're all linked hands, like a three way hand link with like a ball of hand. And then, ready, guys? On the count of three, let's all just punch through the statue.
3: Yeah, I love punching. This is the best solution.
1: Okay. One. Count off one, <laughs> two, two three.
3: three. Group
0: punch.
2: Punch. Boom.
0: <laughs> best adventure ever. <laughs> And in a flash of light, both statues explode. Wow. (laughs) And the gods look at you and are kind of like, what do we do now? Like, thank you for freeing us, but what do we
3: do now?
1: I think you come home with me.
3: You give us each three wishes and then you go away. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh,
2: I couldn't make a suggestion. Uh, You were both here... Before against your will Now that you're free Maybe uh Remaining here In this village Bringing love to everyone who enters it Maybe that doesn't sound Like such a bad thing Why don't you just stick around Continue doing what you were doing Of your own Volition
3: And with less cursing people
0: That does sound nice Especially since I can travel now Says Shoko the blue one um he looks down at erin and he says but perhaps we could hire you on as a carer for our temple of course what do you need and he like pulls out a list of stuff that needs to be fixed but also companionship
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah 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 i can fix things real good don't worry you just show me everything we need and i'll I'll get it done
3: wonderful
2: good luck erin we'll (laughs) see you later (laughs) (laughs)
3: olive pockets one piece each of the statues because the magical spell mending can seal together pieces but it can't recreate pieces that are missing so screw these statues i'm gonna take one piece each as a souvenir wonderful again reiko looks at you and
0: says riches perhaps most adventurers that come our way tend to want some sort of prize
1: I mean, you know our answer. We definitely choose love over money, but that doesn't mean we say no to money. If you got something to lay on us, give, I mean, give me some love.
2: I, I could really use some money. <laughs> I, I, have, I have 260 gold and I'm a level 10. 290. Sorry.
0: <laughs> uh, Reiko, like, rushes her hand across the air and in front of you comes three sacks of gold and she says... I hope 15,000 isn't too much or too e- little charging. actually.
3: <laughs> Can you bring Punnett's sister's fiance back to life? Uh can't bring back from the dead doesn't end well. Uh, but th- what if they're just in a greener pasture?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dead is dead, darling. Uh she's like this is a halfling right with this is a halfling correct yeah that has a poor relationship and she's like sensing all this Uh, with a sister over oh I understand and she like waves her hands and both of them pop up pun it and um, her sister well, and they are
3: a little confused yeah if the dude's dead then they should stay estranged <laughs> like, mm. sorry go back
4: <laughs> whoosh could...
3: and they go away <laughs>
4: Yeah. Oh. oh, I know. Oh.
3: Could you prevent Punnett from killing more people?
0: Uh, you'll have to talk to one of our cousins for that. We, again, are love and kindness yeah. and fertility. Um, however, hmm. I can give you this. And she holds out her hand. And inside are three bracelets. And these bracelets, the symbol on it, and she's explaining this, mean that you are friends of these two deities and that God should beware before messing with you.
3: <laughs> Don't just punch
0: okay. out my rib cage again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you earned yes. that. You attacked him first.
0: That is true. Is there anything else you would like to do while faced with these two
3: gods? I feel kind of bad uh... that we couldn't actually help any of the relationships that we encountered broken today. Like we couldn't help pun it and her sister, because the dude's dead and we can't do anything about that. We couldn't help the lady who cheated on her guy because, like, they just miscommunicated about their needs and, like, we can't help them, you know? <laughs> like, so.
1: Oh, 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 can, can you make Punnett's sister meet the person that she is most compatible with still alive in the world today?
3: <gasps> yeah, her second best.
1: This might be her first best, you don't know.
3: Her, uh, uh, her new best.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> if that is
0: all you wish, of course it is our duty to guide them. A uh, Whiskey, and Whiskey pops up from your feet, and she s- says, Perhaps nudge things along a little. And he nods and he runs off and disappears into the hallway. And with that, that has been our adventure for the today. We were joined oh. today by...
3: Olive, <laughs> I love how we were like, you know who's the one person we should help? The bandit that attacked us. <laughs>
4: That's who <laughs> should get the
3: happy ending. <laughs> Bye. Uh, Aaron.
1: Who says I'm an evil
2: character?
3: <laughs> that was very nice. Ed Nesgrax.
2: We wrote a rainbow unicorn. I'm going to name him Fontaine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh,
2: <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Hey, I'm Doug. I'm Jason. And I'm Mike. And, and we're.
4: Don't look under the internet.
1: Do you like Hubert Hubert, Lovecraft? Ever wonder why there's a cow on the Elmer's glue bottle?
2: Do you hate Corbin, Kentucky?
1: These are all the dumb things you're going to hear us say when we deep dive into ARGs, creepy pastas, and the unexplained internet mysteries and oddities
2: that we can find. Join us every Monday wherever podcasts can be found. Oh, stay paranoid.
3: The following is a brief bit of the Pedro and Banana podcast.
1: Do you know what really um, freaks me out about the mask, yeah? Everyone's wearing a mask, right? Mm. CCTV everywhere, yeah? You mm. think this is a fantastic opportunity for bank robbers. Yeah,
4: Nobody's locked a bank. Yeah, Nobody's locked any bank. I've What's been exactly going on? I thought the
0: same thing. I thought
1: banks would be getting dropped left, right and centre. Just
0: any kind of crime like that where, where CCTV Anything, is
4: necessary. Yeah, where,
1: yeah, where are you wearing... My, everyone's got a mask on, so you can't really identify me. Um, no, it wasn't me. It was him with the mask. Yeah, That's uh, not me. Yeah. Broke's got a mask on. I don't wear a mask.
0: put a a hood on, put your mask on
1: that don't even look like my shotgun my shotgun's green that one's black I always had this Ferrari
3: that was the Pedro and Banana podcast, find them wherever you find podcasts